PulpMX.com show. Welcome to a special year in review edition of the PulpMX.com show, part three. Hey! You're part of it! Yeah! You're part of it! Hey! You're part of it! Yeah! Show 59. This is the LaPaglia and Hughes fight, oh, and both oh, of them were on. Yeah, we, we had them both on the show, yeah. That was good. That was good. And you know what? That was Watson who got both those guys, so kudos to him. That was good. Yep, Villapoto came on to talk about uh, his poo incident at oh, Bud's Creek. Yeah, poop in his pants, yeah. When Rhino came on, he didn't do a whole lot to make himself look. He, he was unapologetic. It was just, yeah, yeah, whatever. LaPaglia was like, yeah, it was stupid. You know, he, yeah. he seemed like he realized it was a bad Bad, bad deal, but Not, yeah, Rhino's just like, yeah, yeah, what do you do? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah good. Oh, good times. It happens. This is the uh, debut of Stump the Tits. Oh, yeah, I like this. See, again, I like it. I killed it. And, uh, no, Mathis early on, you did not kill it. Well, thinks that it, it would be a good idea to maybe try to stump each other, and Mathis comes up with the classic line, here's what we're going to do. We're just going to make him look dumb. <laughs> Show 59. Monster Energy Kawasaki's Ryan Villapoto. What's up, man? What's going on? Hey, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, what's crapping in? What's crapping in, dude? <laughs> what's crapping in, bro? I, what's, I don't know. It's but from that, last that, week. Out, out, that outhouse when I pulled off was like 150 inside of it. Oh, I could imagine. That's yeah. awesome. And you, you, uh, you actually passed a few dudes coming off the track to get to the outhouse. Like you were revving your bike up and, like, weaving in and out of guys, pulling This off. weekend or last no, weekend? No, last weekend in Bud's Creek. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I leaned it up on a trash can. You should have just pooed. Did you already poo in your pants? Nah, just a smidge. <laughs> a smidge. Yeah, and, and, and the smidge, when you released the smidge, it felt better, right? That's what you were saying. Uh, yes, yeah. I was, I mean, would have liked to just get it all out, but it wasn't happening. Have you been taking a lot of uh, shit for your, uh, for your shit stories? From Butts Creek? No, it, it, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, how many people really heard about it or whatever. I mean, whatever. I haven't heard really nothing about it. No, oh, I, I thought it was reported everywhere. Hey, you know what, though, dude? <laughs> I, I would Obviously, have... you didn't do your job, Mathis. Yeah, what else is new? Ryan has had virtually the same sponsorship uh, for the last, what, three, four seasons, five seasons? You'd think by now with the money involved and the, just the PR skills that are necessary, He'd have it memorized by now without having to read a cue card. Well, I'll put it out there. Yeah, I read it, but uh, I guess I should say I should ask you to get up there and, and stand up there with the camera in front of you and everything. And then you just got done doing 30 plus 2, and it's like 110 now, and you're just sweating oh, yeah. your balls off. And, <laughs> and shit in your pants. <laughs> Someone said that you just went by and, like, tapped him, like, tapped the rear fender and gave him, like, thumbs up, like, good ride, and then... Did you tap him, or did you go, "Hey, good ride" or nothing, or you just mind your own business and he just called you out? I rode by and I, and I and I tapped his rear his rear tire and and you know gave him thumbs up, kind of held it over my helmet like good ride and and uh, you know that was it. So when I was turning around, kind of looking at him, like right. giving him thumbs up, is when you know he waved me back and and then you know we let saw, the uh, yeah. let the drama begin. <laughs> do, do you regret it at all, or, or do you do you you, ever stand, you still, oh, still agree with everything oh, that went on? I mean, absolutely. I mean, you know it's. Yeah, above all, you know, I know a lot of people are, you know, all excited about it, whether they side with me or Ryan, but, you know, I totally regret it. It's not, it's not my image. It's, 
it's not who I am and, uh-huh. and for all the people that, that know me, all the friends in the industry, which you know seems like to be 90% of the people, right. um, that's not me at all. I'm, I'm about as mellow as they come and, and you know, I wish, uh, I wish I was getting this many hits on YouTube for, for how well I wrote rather than, <laughs> rather than the fight I got in with Ryan Hughes. What's been the reaction from uh, people, uh, industry or, or just your friends? Well, I mean, you know, like I said, you have people that it, it's, you know, it, it's black and white. You know, either, either you're a Rhino fan, you're not a Rhino fan. <laughs> right, right. You, you either think Lepagli is cool or you think he's a pussy for leaving his helmet on. So, you know, like I said, it's not something that I'm proud of. And like Ryan said, you know, we've known, she's known me since I've been a little kid. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we go way back. And, and it was just our tempers flaring. We're men. We got done racing. I was pissed because he smoked me. He was pissed because he thought I came, came in and T-boned him. Right. So we butted heads and, and went at it. Let's listen to the audio of the fight. This for people who haven't heard it. Let's say. Crossed you, I mean, I have to finish mine, I did, I cut back in, I cut back in, it's like, Looked over, looked over and went right off the left. Oh, whatever, dude, I beat you by 30 seconds, so. That's the best. Dive on me like that, dude. If I wanted to take that, I did it, bro. Remember that, right? Oh, yeah? Yeah. You want to start something, dude? Next time time you want to start, next time we race? Let's do it. Yeah, tomorrow, dude. Oh, you dad some money for what? Yeah, bro, he should have brought you five years ago. What the shit did he brought me? I paid him nine grand, motherfucker. Hey, you're young some money. F*** you, dude. Hey, you're f***ing pussy, dude. What? Okay, come on. Lion. Talk about it from your end of things. Uh, what happened? What went on before the thing? And and, and do you regret uh, everything that went down, or, or you just kind of like whatever? It was just one of those things, you know. We came in the corner, I uh, passed them, and then I kind of moved over to my line, and I looked over to make sure that um, you know wasn't cut, you know wasn't he wasn't there because he was coming on the inside, and then. I felt that he made a pretty dive bomb move in a very dangerous corner that was fourth gear wide open. You know, if someone hits me in a in a um, in a slow corner like uh, Chris Plouffe did and stuff, it's hey, that's racing, no problem. But when it becomes dangerous and if you hit me, you can really hurt me. Well, you know that that gets me a little bit mad. So, <laughs> you know, I, uh, then I put my head down and sprinted out to about twenty thirty second lead. And then after the race, I came in, you know, for the interview, took my helmet off, and then he rolled through, and I just said, hey. You know, what was up with that dive bomb move? And I, you know, as you see on camera, I kind of had a smile on my face. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I just asked him, dude, really? And, you know, he got in my face a little bit and started kind of pushing my buttons. And that's kind of the worst thing to do is push my buttons. And, you know, I I fired back a little bit and then, you know, he pushed some more buttons and I didn't want to fight. That that's not, it wasn't a big (laughs) enough deal to fight. It just kind of got to that point. And then we got off our bikes and he hit me. And it kind of shocked me. I was like, shit, okay, but wait a minute, he has a helmet on. How am I supposed to hit him with a helmet? Right. And so I just said, well, I, I tackled him to the ground, and then I'm thinking, okay, well, 
come on, people will break it up. I'll just, I'll just kind of stick yeah. here. People will break it up. No one broke it up. I'm like, damn, okay. And kind of rolled over again, so I grabbed his helmet, and then they broke it up, and that was it. I'm the type of person that I'm not going to hold something in. I get a bunch of tweets and this and that about, oh, take it out on the track, but I'm not a premeditated person. I don't wait till tomorrow to 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 confront you. I don't wait till tomorrow to make something happen. I, I do it today. Mm-hmm. I right. do it right now. I want to get it off my shoulders. I want to get it out of my chest. I'm the type of person that will fight you and then go buy you a beer. Yeah. That, that's just the way it is. I, I, I live in the moment. I am, I'm a very intense person. Um, you know, from, you think? from the way I really? eat, to, no the way way. I sleep, to the way I rest, to the way I ride. It's just me. That's the way I'm wired. Oh, you know, if people don't like it, well then, man, I'm sorry, you know. I, I just don't want to go through life and just go, eh. That was kind of a cool ride. I want to go through life and go, holy shit, I can't believe I made it. Uh, you know? I know you were having a, a bit of trouble with your contract with those guys. Did you get it all settled? I mean, I'm able to talk about it now, of course. Yeah. I mean, I got, you know, I, I, I'm going to say it, I got I got screwed out of the whole deal. And it, and it sucks the way it happened. It was kind of like one of those deals where everyone was just kind of pointing the finger like, this guy was the guy who's saying it and this guy. And it's like. How much did you leave on the table? How much, Jimmy? Give us a number. What, like. Money wise, money. Yeah, how much do you think? That... And I don't know. Like, Come I... on, Jimmy, tell us. It was well in the six digits. Really? <laughs> oh, that's gotta hurt. That that's gotta be a kick in the nuts. Which one? What did he say? He he wore a Pulp MX shirt under his jersey on his way to a dominating victory. No way. Yeah, he tweeted a photo of his gear with a Pulp MX shirt. Who, Crowley? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Coroli, Coroli, he's got to be one of my favorite riders, talking about him. He's awesome, man. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's, he's a good dude, no doubt about it. I, I mean, I wear a lot of hats around there, like, just because... He literally wears a hat all the time, too. Just because we were not, we're not <laughs> racing outdoors doesn't mean that we're, that we're not working still and flat. trying to better our program. He wears and, a lot of flat hats. And do a lot of different things. You wear a lot of big shirts. Kenny? Here's the thing. We're just going to try to stump him and make him look dumb. <laughs> That's it. I just made myself look really dumb, and I was asking the questions. Let's move on to show number 60. Begins with a discussion over Medi's cooling vest, and JT will not oh, agree was, that he didn't know about it. He's so wrong. JT's just high and drunk. Uh, Dean Wilson comes on, and... He's talking about, he tells the story about it. he's on his jog, and he goes up to some guy's house and asks him oh. for a drink of water, and the dude's like, no, get out of here. Yeah, exactly. This is the show where Stroop calls in, okay. and you actually tell him about the Stroopy tweets. Yeah. You call Top Jimmy and Matt Lemoyne during the show to let them both know what K-Dub oh, yeah, is yeah. doing with the bet money right. that he won from Cox. Again, a spontaneous uh, call. You know, that was good. That was... Uh... And then the rest of this show is... Awesome. It's all Burger King story related. Oh, the intro yeah. was the BK story. Was JT in studio then? No, he was on the phone. Oh, okay. BK story. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> people were people. No were one's sending... getting food tonight. That's what I said. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, um, we got some really great T-shirt designs and and artwork done. People were digging it. They, uh-huh. they thought it was pretty yeah. funny. And the Arrow Star. You know, I had an Arrow Star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Show sixty. Does he have his mohawk all gelled up or what? It's ask him if it's gelled right now. <laughs> I wake up and it's ready to roll, bud. Hey, I know. I, since when did the motocross races become a runway show? Because JT's there. Uh, He's there. JT's got the fresh mohawk, the the true religion pants. He's all. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a fact. 
you looking good. Yeah, they did. They they said, "Hey, what's up?" And he said, "Oh, I forgot to take it off," which I I totally believe. That's that's not true. No, no, no. Not. That's not true. No, he forgot to take it off. No, they even said it on I TV. Said, oh, they on said, TV, yeah, Aaron Bates asked said, him, that. "Are you gonna wear it?" And he said, "Yeah." No, no. He told Wygant he he forgot to take it off because it got hot. No, it got super he, hot. They he said on TV. The, the pit reporter on TV said oh. she asked Alcor. Oh, it said on TV. Said, well, it must I be asked true. Him right before the moto, hey, this is Aaron Bates. The moto, is the other said, yeah. lady. No, no, that's not true. I mean, I believe Valcor was maybe misunderstood, but Metcalf told Wygant that he had all these blisters on his hands because swe- he was sweating so bad it was pouring down his jersey into his gloves. So he, that means he forgot to take it off. Yeah, he forgot to take it off. Because he had blisters, so that made him or, forget to take or it. Or maybe off. he just no, no. He had blisters from the from sweating so much. But what does that have to do with him forgetting or not forgetting to take it off? He forgot to take it off, and he couldn't figure out why he was sweating so much because he was wearing it. Uh, I don't buy it. Dean, what do you think? I thought that thing was supposed to kill you down to prevent you from sweating. No, it it uh, uh, no, it it does for a little bit, and then it gets hotter. It's either a it's either a cool vest or a heat vest. Depends on what it is. Uh, I don't know. I was trying to figure what was because I mean I didn't even really see the start, and then I was just in the tar watching, and right. I was trying to figure out what the hell he was wearing, and then it was like some. I was just surprised he's wearing it because it it wasn't the most stylish thing out there. But yeah, no, it was a mistake. JT, don't listen to TV. You can't listen to everything TV says. <laughs> hey, seriously, seriously though, in like the middle of the moto, if you realize that that thing's still on, I take it off. Like I unzip it in the air, and then I just oh. fling it off. For real. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. There's some big I mean, jumps out there. You if you're that hot in the middle of the moto, it's making you hotter. I take it off, no problem. He Guaranteed. didn't know he had it on. That's I what I don't he... know if I can. I don't know if I can buy that. I don't oh. know. I, I was road biking and it was like a, it was really hot too. It was like nine, I don't know in the nineties or maybe a hundred. And I'm going up this huge hill and I, I forgot my water bowl, so I'm just like dying of thirst. And I get to the very top and I see this guy just sitting outside his lawn and I'm like. Yo, can I, like, please have some water? Like, his house is right there. Like, a, right. a glass, you know, and he says no. Hey, El Chupacabras, that's dumb. Dude, that's dumb. That I'm, over, I'm over it. That's stupid. Yeah. yeah. That's terrible. I wish that never would have happened. Hey, why don't you just follow follow JT? Oh, wait, I don't have Twitter, dummy. I forgot. Damn. Sorry. Oh, thank God for that one. <laughs> JT, come back to Twitter, please. <laughs> Dude, he won't do he it. I, I, I've done it. I've tried. I don't know what his deal is. I saw a rollerball roll ride a whole national with the number one jersey on before. Uh, a U.S. national? Yeah, Gatorback. <laughs> and I was in the I was in the AMA trailer, and this is when Duke Finch was the race manager. And <laughs> I heard somebody radio in. I don't know who it was. They radio in. Oh uh, yeah, we got Ross Patterson down here with the number one jersey on. Uh, what do we do? And Duke comes on. Uh, yeah, when the gate drops, nobody's going to think he's number one. Just let it go. It was awesome. <laughs> it was classic. That's not awesome, actually. Well, you know what? Uh, you know we have a, a segment on our show, right? Uh, no, I, I haven't seen it. We, hey, we, let, play the intro for it. Let's uh, let's go to our intro. What we Stroop, do. listen to the intro. This is the intro to your to your segment. <laughs> hey, you stop laughing right now. It's quality, not quantity. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> and we have an Austin Stroop tweet of the week every week. Oh, we have, my gosh. We have one. And then we normally don't know what you're talking about, but then Kenny, Kenny steps in and tells us he, 
what's going he on. Translates it right. I tr- exactly, dude. <laughs> no does. one gets it, and I'm like, dude, this is what he said. Bitch has got to go. Chick's got to yeah, get out of here. Yeah, yep. uh, and even the doing your thing in the high tops, we got that one, and Kenny broke it down. It was good. Yeah, just the old school high tops with you know the old store, the old all stars. They're the ball caps. Uh, yeah. wh- so let's let's do this. What do we got this week? Uh, Tits for for Street Street of the Week. You provide us with a lot of gold. Let's uh, uh, this last couple of days. I did I did one other day. I was just listening to this old song, and it was a it was Dude Scootin' Boogie. I did that one. That was pretty. Saw that one. Uh, my favorite one was, I want to rip one tens down Main Street with a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I want you to do with my money that you owe me. I want you to walk up to Jimmy Albertson and give him 500 bucks, and I want you to walk up to Matt LeMoyne and give him 500 bucks so they could go oh, racing. Yeah, done. done okay. deal. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Man of your word. Because I'd rather give it to those guys so they could go racing so you could, so you could still have a job to take photos and do what you do. Quick story, probably one of the coolest moments in motocross I've ever had okay. was because of Josh Lickle. Uh, I was at FCA motocross camp back in 06 in Louisville, Kentucky, and he was one of the instructors there. And between him and Steve Hudson, I got saved. And But that's not the motocross part. Um, I will never forget Josh Lickle going. It was his uphill, just full of whoops, and he literally went back wheel all the way up it passed me, looked over at me, and it was just unreal. And I'll just never forget that guy, and it really sucks what happened. Yeah, I agree, buddy. I mean, he, the kid had a lot of talent on a motorcycle, for sure. And you know what? I mean, a lot of people are going to think this is corny and everything, but you said it right there. You got saved because of Josh Lichtel. Josh Lichtel already knew the Lord, so I don't think we have to worry about him. He's in a better place, so. You know, and for sure, and and you know, he. I'm sure he, he's a believer, and he's he's where he needs to be. So, I don't know if you know, but I made a bet with Steve Cox. Yeah. Do you know the bet? No, I don't. Okay, he bet me at the beginning of the Outdoor Nationals that, uh, what's like a Purcell, <laughs> Purcell would win a moto before the sixth round. You know as good as me. The kid could win, but he didn't. So yeah, well, I bet him. I, mean, I bet he him. Could definitely, he's fast enough to win. Okay. He just, I don't know. Okay, but he didn't do it, so he didn't make it. So he owes me a thousand dollars. So what I thought I would do instead of putting the money and go spending it at the you know strip club or at the pool or whatever, I'm gonna we're gonna donate five hundred bucks to you to your privateer cause. And Steve, that's awesome. Steve Cox is gonna walk up to you in Millville and hand you five hundred dollars. That is from that, Kenny Watson in the Pulp MX show because he is so ignorant and doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> that is awesome. That is. That you can is thank Steve Cox for being a dumbass. Yeah, you can. About. You can thank Cox and his thank lack of MX knowledge. Yeah, for just that. say, hey, you know what? <laughs> I want to thank you for knowing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to donate five hundred dollars to you for your to help you get to the races. And he's gonna walk up and he's gonna hand you five hundred bucks in Millville, and that's for me to you to help your cause. Instead of me taking that money, I want to give it back to you. And I'm not trying to do it to be that I'm cool or anything like that, but I just want to do it because I know you're a privateer. And without privateers, th- there would racing w- wouldn't even exist. So, uh, pretty, pretty I, know it, I know it ain't that much money. Cool. I know it ain't that much money, but at the long run, anything helps, and I know that. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's, that's, a, that's definitely – that fills up the van there and back to Millville.
There you go. Well, yeah. that's, that's what I want to say to you. Bad, and, uh, and we know you've been having a little, little tough races to get from than Cox. Yeah, I mean, and when Cox hands you the money, Kenny wants you to say to him, thanks, Cox, for not knowing anything, for yep. knowing nothing <laughs> about the sport of motocross, and take the money from him. <laughs> that's what you have to say. Yeah, I've I met him a few times, but I don't think I'm that close to him to talk shit. Who would have ever thought <laughs> back in that day that I'd be married for seven years, right? My dad's still hungry, by the way. <laughs> Nobody got anything that night. Okay, JT, you want to tell the story? And we'll, get, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what Kenny thinks. We'll let Kenny be the judge here. Does anybody really know what the true story is, though, from well, all these years ago? Only, only you and that dude. <laughs> Shut up. JT, tell the story. <laughs> Phoenix, All right. 2001. No, 2000. 2000. Dude, it was yep. so long ago. Okay. So, me and my dad are driving to the races, and uh, Mass is like, hey, come, you know, coming out, you know, my chick, and like, totally thought this was like Mass's chick at the time, by the way. He's like, oh, yeah, my chick's here. We'll, you know, go do whatever, go get some food, whatever. My chick was there. Like, it's like, all right. <clears throat> so, uh, Madison's got his Aerostar van, which he's just super pumped on. Love the Aerostar. Well, yeah, so he lets he lets Pookie borrow it, and uh, no big deal, whatever. Well, little did I know that she used the van to go see her real boyfriend, <laughs> and uh, some shenanigans may or may not have gone down inside Madison's van. Whoa, oh, come whoa. on! You totally added whoa. that. No, this is what Steve told me. Uh, we'll get to my version of the story after yours. This <laughs> Go is, ahead. This is the, the version that Steve told me, that stuff went down in the van. And uh, so whatever, <laughs> we're, we're, going, we're going to get some food, and we're in the drive-thru at Burger King. Don't ask me why we're at the Burger King and drive-thru. Uh, drive uh, so my dad's like, my dad is completely oblivious to any part of anything that's going on other than my racing and, and he's his life. Yeah. Yeah, he's starving. Like he hasn't probably eaten since the weekend before, <laughs> and uh, so all of a sudden, an argument breaks out about Pookie going to see this dude. And I'm like, I'm pissed. Like I didn't like Pookie at all because of this at the time, but I didn't have all the facts. Like I didn't know that Pookie <laughs> had an actual boyfriend that lived in Phoenix and whatever. So. I might have left that part out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You totally screwed me over. So Were I you guys hate, together at the I time? Hate Pookie at this point. No, no, we're just friends. Friends. Yeah. Well, you were no. You were totally you were saying this is your chick. At was the time. he? Was he in love? Yes. Yeah. Well, he was all about it, but she. Yeah, she was like, you know, She's she a was committed ass. to some other okay. dude at the time, and like hook, hooking up in Masters in. So okay. So, Smash cut to Burger King drive-through. Yeah, we're in the drive-through. Um, they start arguing, right? <laughs> and then Masters just don't. We're in park. Like everybody's trying to order. You know how it is with like five people trying to order. Everybody's confusing, yelling, whatever. Mathis freaks out, just dumps it in the drive, and peels out of there, <laughs> screaming, No, I'm getting food tonight! It's <laughs> just screaming at Angie. It's just sheer chaos. And my dad has no clue what's going on. Frank. And I just look, I remember look, uh, looking over at him as we're driving home. He goes, This sucks. I'm starving. <laughs> he has no idea what's going on. Well, and he's just begging for food. I was upset. 
I borrowed her my van, and she went to go see her boyfriend. You borrowed her your, your you van? Loaned yeah. her your van. Ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Sorry that I had a life before Steve finally <laughs> decided to commit to me. I had a boyfriend, a very serious boyfriend who I lived with at the time. So somehow I ended up driving your van, and I went to my own apartment where I lived. Well, you lived for the in day. sin with that guy. Oh my god. You lived in sin. That's where you, you claim she banged him in the van. I don't, I don't know where but why that would she came bang from. him in the van if she lived with the guy? Yeah. Why would she, no, if she wanted to go home, why would she just I'm just telling you what Steve told me. I believe you. I, I believe you. Yeah, JT and I had bad blood for many, many years, thanks to Yeah, well, you. Steve goes, dude, I just let her borrow my van, and she goes and bangs the dude in it. What the hell? <laughs> she wasn't your chick. She could bang whoever she wants. I know. But you don't understand. Matter. Like this, I didn't know Pookie at all. I'm going completely <laughs> off of what Steve's telling me. So Steve was so saying Steve that was says, his chick Steve at the says, time. This is my chick. We're going to be at Phoenix. Come hang out. I meet this chick. She borrows Steve's van, goes, bangs another dude in it. Check out xbrandgoggles.com. Goggle choice, Michael Lizzie. Just check. I thought it was thexbrand.com. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Why don't you go bang is another this? dude in Phoenix? <laughs> <laughs> Why does she have to go to Phoenix when she can do it right here in town? <laughs> You're away every weekend, dumbass. Hey. Home of the Whopper. <laughs> <laughs> hey, JT, I don't know where to go with that hey, one. JT, every time do you go to Phoenix, if you pass that Burger King, do you just start laughing? <laughs> no, it's actually pretty traumatizing. I actually feel bad for my dad. Yeah, I, I do. I how hungry he was. I F Frank. Hey, dude, I next, Frank. next year, what you guys need to do, Pookie, Steve. Go back to the Go t- back to that one and... Get, just Re- say, visit it. eat all you want. <laughs> Whatever all, you need, Frank. <laughs> you, got the, you got the a la carte menu, bro. Everything you want, bro. Let's ask Pookie a question. Who is it, Ricky what, position, what position is best Costa, to bang right? a dude in no. an arrow star? You know what? <laughs> just, just ask him. Dude. Let's say if you did. Not cool. Don't bother knocking. I would have killed for that guy on that Cheaters TV show, Joey Greco or whatever his name is, to roll into the wherever they were getting it off in the van. In the Burger King. Roll into Burger King. Mr. Mathis. Mathis flipping over his own van. What's going on? Like I love video. you. We located, we've located them. They're actually at a Burger King parking lot. Would you like to go there? This is the longest show we've ever done. Oh, she, she wants some extra pay tits? Is that what you want? <laughs> what, what you? That, that's exactly what I'm are, saying. Are we getting – you got somewhere to go? I'm – Sending you an overtime bill. Let's go to Burger King after this. Dude. My dad's waiting. you got to bring that up, man. Jeez. Now everybody's going to think I'm a horrible person. A whore? Yes. Who <laughs> bangs dudes and arrow yes, stars? and it didn't even happen. Show number 61. This is also following um, Reed's Millville crash. So there was lots of discussion on this. Reed called, was on, and talked about it. Um, this is also... When uh, we come back from break and there's troubles and Tips fumbles the show. <laughs> I, uh, did I just not say anything or is Steve trying to fix something and then Kent and I are just sitting here not doing anything and Steve's getting mad about it? Is that what it was? I think Mathis and Cato were both making oh, an effort to do something. and, and, the, like, and you, yeah. Mathis was like, hit it. And you're like, uh, welcome to the show. Welcome this is to the, the Pulp show. show sponsored by <laughs> Pulp MX. This was one of the drops that I wish you didn't get rid of, but I know we had space con- con- constraints. Yeah, it was a app. long one. It was a long one, but it was hilarious because he's like, welcome to the show, the <laughs> Pulp MX show. Uh, like, just yeah, classic. Yeah, no, it was bad. That was funny. Show 61. Let's talk about this. Before we get to Millville, let's, let's, let's deal with this crash. Uh, you had enough time in the air. To have a lot of things go through your mind, huh? It was scary. I mean, it really did. 
kind of shake me up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, the fact that it happened so fast, you know, I guess is a good thing because I didn't really have a whole lot of time to think about anything but to try to correct it and try to land, you know, mm-hmm. in a way that I felt was going to, you know, give me the best chance. Um, you know, one minute I was wide open third gear, pretty pumped that I actually kind of, you know, wasn't riding like a pussy on the first lap and actually passed some people and, you right. know, made a pass on RV and I felt mm-hmm. like I was ready to try, you know, lay it down and try to pull away from those kids and, Next minute I knew it, I was I was winding up the windows, you know, looking at the racetrack from a totally different <laughs> view. So, um, I mean, my first thought was, you know, that I was kind of going, you know, forward, and I didn't want to go in face first. Um, mm-hmm. So I was trying to get to my side, and then when I landed, you know, I just kind of tucked and rolled and went with it. Um, and then the other thought was, you know, like that I was just going to land and break my femurs or something like that. It was yeah. just kind of freaking me out. So, yeah, I mean, I just tried to get turned around and try to, you know, land on the downside of that, <sighs> that slope there and, and and go with it, really. And I was winded. That was really the biggest thing. I mean, not one particular thing hurt. I mean, for sure it hurt, but I was just winded, and I was so winded that I couldn't, I couldn't get a good breath, and I just kind of had to lay there until I could actually – you know, get a couple of breaths in, and then as soon as I did that, I was, you know, wanted to get back on the bike and try to, try to, you know, get some points. Uh, gnarliest crash of your career? Does it go without oh, saying? Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. easy. <laughs> in just my gnarliest crash that I've ever had. Yeah, practice crashes, um, everything, like, your, yeah, whole, your whole life. Yeah, <laughs> and probably the gnarliest crash that I've seen in a, in a, in a long time, you know, like, Ever. when it, when it high-sided me, it kind of, it threw me up ways, you know, like, my body yeah. was, like I kind of kept that momentum. I went. I felt like I went higher yeah. than I would normally go the, when I actually jumped the jump. You the know? Photo, like, I'm the, not a very good scrubber without the bike. I can tell you that much. The photo that I saw, I saw a bunch of photos in the press tent. Your hand is still like kind of gripped as if it was in the throttle, and you're like an, in, well, a, in an Olay position. Say, yeah, the you, pictures I've seen, it looks like my feet and my arms. Like it's like I'm still in the right. seated, you know, standing position. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's, like uh, perfectly, and I'm just like, where's my bike going? It looks like it's photoshopped. It looks like someone photoshopped yeah. you onto a photo. Fo- you know what's crazy, Steve? How do you feel about your new fan base? Because like everyone is like pumping for you. Like I mean, for me, I, you know, I embrace it. I'm pumped. Um, you know, it, it's always, you know, more appealing. I think from a rider's point of view, to be liked than hated. Um, yeah. and obviously being on both sides of it. Um, and, and like I've always kind of said, it's like, I don't feel like I've changed a whole lot. I just feel like maybe I, you know, I've grown up a little bit, see things a little differently. I think 2010 changed my perspective on, you know, on the, on the sport and on racing a little bit. And I think I came in with a better attitude. Um, I don't have a boss, I'm my own boss, so I get to make my own choices and, you know, work with people that I hire. And, and those people that I hire are people that I feel is good for me and my, you know, the outcome of the season. So um, I think that's the end result of it, really. <laughs> Welcome back. Thanks, uh, thanks, Tits, for doing that. Welcome back to the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Uh, it's Carry the Show. I didn't Carry the Show, Tits. Oh, wow. Okay, then. Um, welcome back. This is probably going to be the worst, I don't know how long, until Stevie and uh, Kent come back on the show. But... This hour has been brought to you by X-Brand Goggles and the Pulp Mech Show and Kicker. And oh, there my you God. Go. Oh, God. That was terrible. Tim, I'm sorry, no, you guys. That was terrible. Hey, can you get our next guest on the line? Yes. Uh, uh, that was not good. Subway Sinjin, what's up? 
this is a first-time caller, long-time listener. No, we don't want to talk to you. Yeah, you're over, <laughs> we're over you. We're over you. Let me ask you a question that probably no one has asked you yep. since Millville. What's up, Kenny? What did you think <laughs> of Chad's crash? <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. That guy, yeah, every day that goes by, I get more and more respect for him and his family. And I just think that, uh, you know, exactly what I said earlier, when he, he he's letting his character um, show who he really is by getting up and toughing it out when he doesn't have to. And, you know, he, he's laying everything on the line. And, you know, I'm sure he sleeps good at night knowing that. And hey, you know what? Before we go to show, commercial, this is one Kenny, thing I Kenny to... has to leave at, at right at 9 o'clock. So Something we're funny to, about short. We're going like... to try to get through everything, but we're not quite sure, um, yeah, if we can get through everything. Yeah. Hey, the but, funny well, thing we're going to about... try, try our best to uh, – Yeah, the funny thing is – And when, 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 when hey, you guys come back, we'll, is... we're going to have – Suck it. And we're going to – Suck it. I me to cut you off. I'm sorry. Dude, uh, no Sinjin, no, no, no. you're just doing this to throw your Twitter right. name out there to get more followers, aren't you? Uh, hey, after one of these shows, listen, I was at like 23 followers. Now I have 100. Wow. That's you're more than me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I get more pussy than all of you. Yes, you do. So yeah, I do. Right, yeah, man. from the Pulp MX show. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, some nice Pulp MX pussy. You know, Pook, uh, Pookie, she's on me. Jeez, man. Can't you watch your mouth at least Jesus, a little I gotta bit? Jesus, I got to go. Wow. It, tell me that's not Moser. It's Sinjin. He's talking tra- trash on the Dream Team. I'm getting ready to hang out. No, up if he makes fun of my wife's uh, um, vagina, I'm not. I'm, he's not on the show. Robert, you got a question for Jason Wygant? God, Tits is so dumb. It's Sinjin. He's so easy to fool. Tits, um, did, did just, you just go? I just, I, know, I just came to talk oh, about gosh. how Star Wars fucking blows. Tits, you can't yes, put Sinjin through. He made a comment about my wife's vagina. I know. He said it was hey, Robert. He fooled me. about it, Steve. I was kidding. Calm your shit. Well, Jesus. Classic Sinjin. Yeah, we got we got hey, just fix it Sinjin, Sinjin just did a Trojan horse where he got into the pulp show. Yeah, I'm fucking sneaky little fucker. And you want <sighs> classic Sinjin attitude? <laughs> when am I getting my thicker headphones? You're not. You didn't win. We gave him to the hey, guy. Tits. Fuck you. Okay. Fuck you, Tits. All right, Sinjin. Now we gotta go. It's this Tits. You gotta be more in your game. You can't hey, let him fool you. He got me. He got me. His name's, I, his name's not Robert. No, asking about Hanson. He disguised his voice and everything. It was well done. Um, <laughs> this is the shit we go through while I got at the end of the show. He disguised his voice and everything. Yeah. <laughs> he disguised uh, his voice and everything. Yeah. yeah. He did it all. Yeah, I got to go. One last call. The Crier. What's up? Uh, I, I disguised my voice and shed a tear. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you serious? No, I'm just kidding. See you guys in a week or this weekend. Mosier, you've called the show three effing times tonight. No, no. He, he already times. put his kid to it's bed, more though. than that. You call- way more than that. I got hung up on like six times. Show 62. Uh, Kerry Kennard calls in for, with an update on Trey's crash in Washougal. Again, a spontaneous call. It's good. Yeah. Show 62. Bummer to hear about Trey's crash. We're getting the pin out tomorrow morning. He's having surgery. Uh-huh. Actually, early tomorrow afternoon, get that pan out. I, oh. We kind of feel like that's causing the problem over and over again. It's a completely different break, though. Oh, is it? Uh, oh, okay. It's a completely different break. Yeah, well, that's that's good. I mean, it's so in in a way, that's good, right? That it's a new break and that the the rod's coming out. I mean, if you're going to put a positive spin on it, it's not well, that. the rod's not coming out, just the pin. Oh, just the pin. Okay. All right. I'm confused. The, uh, the rod would be a, a pretty major surgery, but uh. the... Um, the way the doctor explained it, if you look at a cross section of the bone, the the arc on the out the circle on the outside is very strong. Mm-hmm. But when you insert something into it, it, it has a weak point. Mm-hmm. So, 
both fractures that happened at the same point. So, how's the spirit? How's he doing? Uh, yesterday he was pretty. Uh, fr- Saturday and Sunday, actually, I made him come home yesterday, and he wasn't too happy with me. But <laughs> I didn't think it'd be any easier coming home today than it was yesterday. So. Oh yeah, you mean on on the flying? You mean? Yeah. 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 Yeah, really. What's one day? I guess, right? How's his pain? Yeah, um, I'm actually at the pharmacy getting him a prescription, but so it's he's hurting, but and uh-huh. it's a little bit worse break with them before. But the doctor said it's uh it's lateral, so it sometimes heals a little better, hmm. even though the break is worse. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but sure. Yeah, Maddie, do you remember that time we were at Reedy's uh, and you 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 yeah, came yeah. in hot and T-boned him? <laughs> yeah, I do Ooh. remember that. Ooh, the tension was high that day. Uh, but not on purpose. Yeah. You just char- he changed the line, or he cut down, right? And you were coming in on the inside. Uh, yeah, he just passed me, and I came over a jump tabletop, and I landed on the inside. He was on the outside, and he was giving uh, me and Burner a hard time the day before that we were cutting that corner down and hitting the whoops on the right hand side, and and he was railing the Berman and hitting the whoops on the left hand side, and that that was the bigger side and he was giving us a hard time for taking the girl line. <laughs> yeah. So, so then, I was expecting him to rail the berm and then all of a sudden he, he cut down and I came in the inside and we nailed, I just T-boned him pretty hard and crash, <laughs> he was pretty pissed. Yeah. There was a little tense moment there. I was like thinking to myself, should I, should I go away? Should, should I be here? Uh, yeah. What? I was thinking the same thing. I was like, yeah, go away. <laughs> yeah exactly. You're like, let me just go. Okay, uh, first thing, I think that Carrie Kennard, every time I, sh- I call, should just mute the radio for a couple minutes. Yeah, definitely. And then, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, and also, uh, I'm going to Jersey Mike's now. I quit Subway. You quit Subway? No yeah, way. I, I put my two week in. Dude, why? why? Yeah. Is Jersey Mike's better? Better pay? Dude, that place, I, it's not better pay, but that place is actually good. At least I of what I think. He needs to come over to my house and bring that hot ass bitch of his girlfriend. Yeah, she's pretty good from from England. I'm going to see her this weekend. Um, she oh does the god, GPs. do me a favor and just rail her. Yeah, dude, I'll do that. Right? Yeah, sure. With my wife, right? You know. Hey, send you. Yeah, just re sum it up. Hey, you're you're talking this way, and and your Albertson's your guy, but isn't isn't Kennard and Albertson? Those are those are their boys, aren't they? Yeah, I like them. What? Yeah, I know. Okay, yeah, everything. okay. It doesn't. I I know that they're like Canard's cool too. He's and they're he's like a really goody good guy, which I'm not saying is bad, but I'm just the opposite. But I still like him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm here. Um, I had a question. Who's going to be on Factory Honda now that they don't have any riders? I thought he wanted to pitch in on this conversation. Phone yeah, screener. I, I, That's I what had he a told conversation me. Topic, who's going to be on okay. the Factory Honda? Well, Gary, we were talking about moto format. I mean, John. You can't just flush the toilet during your call, dude. Hey, sorry, I was taking a piss, all right? God, angry callers. Well, leave it. Hey, so how about you this week at Washougal? Were you taking a couple snorts all day or what? Taking a what? A couple no, snorts. No, I, I stick to just liquid courage. Oh, okay. Crazy. Beer crazy. then, huh? Beer only? Uh, no, no, that's too hard to sneak in. Washougal is alcohol-free. Right. So I mostly just do a, a, an extra supersized. No, I don't mean. I didn't mean snorts like cocaine. I meant snorts. <laughs> Usually they call snorts like a like a shot of Maybe something. Maybe in the forties they did. Yeah, when prohibition was around, brother. You're right. <laughs> they did. You've never heard that? No, I never have. Oh, okay, well, I'll no, ask that I didn't mean. I didn't mean that. I didn't. <laughs> so were you pretty looped out by the end of the day, Moser? Yeah, he, 
he was... I, I did pretty good. Well, if you you should listen to my shorty podcast, and uh, I was it didn't turn out as good as I'd hoped, but okay. given the circumstances of my condition, yeah, was all right. I was actually pretty happy with and it. And you uh, you made the TV show with your cardboard crier. You made um, a podcast with Shorty. You made in Transworld motocross uh, kickstart photo thing. Wow, you did, uh, you did Rod- good then. Roger, this week. Kosh, Roger and Shorty both touched my my Woody station wagon. Show 63 has Jason Thomas, Weege, and Paul Lindsay on. Oh, Lindsay comes on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, this is a good one with hmm. Lindsay and K-Dub getting into it again over Why? The, the notebook he amount of, <laughs> Yeah, the You're amount of <laughs> his job with Leah. Kenny will never let him down. Like, uh, what are you it. carrying that around for? You got nothing going on. <laughs> Just love it. Paul's a good sport about it. Let's yeah. play. He is a good yeah, sport about is. it. JT's in studio for this show. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, this is after your little incident with the Geico and Beaker situation. Oh, okay. yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And both Weege and JT will not touch the Barsha 450 can Wilbur win question. Oh, really? They didn't have my back. I don't remember, but yeah. Just... Weege was like, I got to go. <laughs> 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 this is the show where K-Dub initially told the Fleetwood Mac story. Oh, God. One of my favorites. The legend is born. One of my favorites for sure. Show 63. I probably wouldn't. I'd probably strip every bolt out anyways. I wouldn't even be able to get the head off. Everybody would just laugh at me. You should have done it, dude. Just supposed to be a journalist. Dude just stepped on a cat, I think. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> thanks, 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 Bear. Uh, when I was with Ricky on Fourth of July, we were down oh, there. Oh, hey, you just dropped that name. You just something, dropped, you just something dropped that came name. up about Scott Sheik. Well, wow. Ricky Dietrich. Yeah, Ricky yeah. Dietrich. And then he oh. hits me up about two weeks ago, maybe two or three weeks ago. Ricky it, Dietrich hit you up. Yeah, I oh. heard he was hitting a lot of people up. Oh, oh JT. <laughs> Dunlop. We've That's actually Roger, we've know? actually got uh we've got Sheik right here in the studio. Uh Scotty, Scotty, how how Loretta's go for you? Where's he at? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you're such a dick. A lot of cooperation oh here God. on the yeah, yeah, show. Uh, he dick. wanted me to do my impersonation of Scott Sheik, but I'm not going to. I like it's funny. Whatever, dude. At least you got a black. No wonder why you got a black guy. Oh boy. <laughs> it was hot. <laughs> it's metal to metal, bro. <laughs> metal it was metal. so hot out there, Jason. I I, I tried my best. But you know, Keith just had you know better better setup than me. Uh, I think that you know maybe the B class and the A, the the pro class in the next couple years is going to be it's going to say a lot more. It's in the field's going to be deeper because I think yeah. all these guys are going to be able to ride against each other and just not have one or two standouts. That was my problem. Like twelve, I had to get off mini bikes. Uh-huh. I was I'm breaking sure. breaking frames. Wasn't my problem. Extended the handlebars. Perhaps I showed you my YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've JT, you were always a little too big for your age, right? I just always got yeah, kicked JT's out of my always, I mean, he's, he's a regular monster. He's yeah, a monster. Way to jump in on the joke, Mathis. You finally got it. <laughs> yeah, but you know he what? A lot of those. He agreed with you. He actually agreed <laughs> He did. He did. No, totally. <laughs> totally, JT. I, I get that. Kenny's team has a casino sponsor from maybe, what I hear. Maybe Hanson's, Hanson is bringing Sam Manuel to Hard Huntington. Wow. Oh. Wow. Maybe not. Maybe not. Not, not there yet. Not in the that was a, plus five. Dude, that laugh was like out of Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> Barsha said that about you? Yeah. What happened now? Uh, I Mathis s- reported that he is going to race a 450. Yeah, I reported that he's going to race a 450. And that he was the only guy who And then I said that it sucks for Factory Connection because he's the only guy that could win a race. 
which I really, oh. which I really believe that. And then and Will he Hahn, took offense. Will Hahn took great offense to that. Oh, so you just like a spiral here. You like knock yeah. down several dudes and a team. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Let, let me ask right you this, now. Jason Wygant. Can Will Hahn win a race this year? I got to go, guys. All right. I gotta go. Yeah, see, I got to go. So, I, I'll see you this weekend. Thank you, Racer X, Jason Wygant. Thank you for coming on the show, bud. See you, guys. See you. 5150. Yeah, JT. Seriously. Seriously. Hagar or, 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 or Roth? I don't listen to either one, so it doesn't Seriously, matter. though. I don't know the difference. Get the fuck out. Get out. <laughs> Someone in the room wanted to know why they weren't on the hosts tab. Whoa. Yeah. Tits. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I got an email from an app builder. My name on the app? From the app builder. You wanted to be in with the hosts. No, no, no. no. He, he wanted to be listed with the hosts. Hey, I'll, I'll, let's, let's make him a deal. Okay. You bring some sponsors to the table, you could be on that app. Until you bring, you know, a sponsor, yeah. you just keep And we're not answering. talking about your parents' concrete company. You ah, keep, you that keep, is a ah. crap. He wants to be on the show as a host. That's funny. He tried. You know, His round that, table. That's not even how it went. But no, that's whatever. how it went. No, 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 no. I got an email from the app builder. No, no, I know you did. Yeah. But did you listen to his round table when he was the host of the show? <laughs> Dude, I yeah, think he did. did. <laughs> I, 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 you need to, what are you even talking about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like when he brought it back from the commercial. That was, oh, my, that was my favorite. <laughs> a couple, yeah, three yeah, weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. It's perfect. That was awesome. You did a great job. This is the Pulp Mech Show. Sponsored by JGR. And, and the Pulpamex show? At, at Pulpamex.com. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that's, that's our co-host. That's our guy, dude. Hey, celebrity caller on the line. Really? Yeah. Negative. Paul Lindsay? Nope. Zach Osborne. Oh. Uh, snack pack. Whoa. Oh, man. Who did that? Who said that? That, that was Jason Thomas, uh, BBMX, BTOsports.com. Sorry, right. dude. I don't know. Yeah, I checked my um, uh, humorous ball and... Pinched my labrum, so uh, I'm waiting on that to get better. Your labium? I, I love pinching labiums. Yeah. It's actually a labia. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the labia. Clearly, so. biology wasn't Kenny's <laughs> no, no. forte. Hey, so are you staying in Kenny, Europe to get Kenny, I have a labrum and you have a labia. labia. <laughs> That's the difference. How's my chair, Kenny? How's it feel? Is I don't say, I, I, After you? you left, I wouldn't even sit in that thing. It was polluted. I'm not. I'm not trying to disrespect Leah because I know Phil Davy very well, and I know those guys that started that company. But, dude, you you can't. It's like comparing uh, well, apples to oranges, all, dude. Kenny, hold on. I wasn't trying to compare the two. I was just using the analogy that. Well, your analogy you is you hand somebody a brace at the weekend. You don't realize what it entails until you're actually in the trenches doing it. This job, there's a lot more to it than you might think. Let, besides well, handing somebody a brace and patting them on the back. Okay, that, explain explain yourself then. What what more is it that you do besides handing someone a, a, a neck brace? And patting him on the back because if there was, you wouldn't be doing TV and all that other stuff like you say you do on the weekend. That's well, what I'm trying I, to get at. For example, I hand him the brace, pat him on the back, then I shake their hand. Boom. That's, exactly. That's a lot, dude. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'll take a picture with them. <laughs> get an autograph. Sometimes I have to have somebody hold my nachos in the stands while I'm doing this. It's an hey, deal. Is that? I'm going to be going to the rest of the outdoor nationals. I just got a call today from from Weege and Davey Coombs. I'm going to be perfect. I'm going to be gonna doing do the this. Show again? Yeah, I'm going to be doing it. Nice, back dude. By, uh, I feel like you're stalking me. Popular like, demand. You want, to do, you want to take my spot on the radio show? I didn't yeah. want to. Did I did. That. Then you wanted to do the, the uh, hey, dude, let's face the it. show on Racer X, so you did that. I, I killed I'm the it. team manager. You're a team manager. Yeah. My team won races. Wait. Oh, wait. That's oh! Where, that's where the similarity is. Well, the difference between my team. The difference between my team. 
the difference between my team and your team is you've, you, you were a team manager, but then you couldn't get another job after that. I've been a team manager ever since then. You're pretty guilty when you pocket dial your chick and you're just up in the club. Yeah, girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> that guy's awesome, dude. Best story ever has been documented a little bit. 1998. Well, uh, explain what's going on. Jason's dad was his mechanic for a long yeah, time. Yeah, forever until like a few years ago. So there's this arena cross. <clears throat> arena cross series going on. It comes to Jacksonville. And it's like 45 minutes from where I grew up. So we're going to go race it. And I just signed on with that team, that Excel Yamaha team, me and Demuth, that raced for 99. So <clears throat> I'd never raced an arena cross before. Um, obviously, like, Arena Cross is kind of clicky. Like, if you're not on the series, they don't treat you too kindly if you come race their series. Especially back then, it was like Budman, Denny. Yep, yep, yep You know yep. what I mean? So, I come in there. Denny takes me out in practice right off the bat. So, I'm like, what the hell, dude? I'm just trying to race. Like, why are you going to be a prick? And it, Denny's a great guy, but that's just how it was. It's just how it worked back then. So, racing goes on. Main event time comes. I crash in the first turn, and Charlie Bogart is winning the race. And I've, I'm completely oblivious to what's going on. Main event? Yeah, main event. I'm doing my own thing. I'm way back. You know, I fell in the first turn. Well, there was one good line in the whoops that everybody was taking. Like, whoops back then got knocked down, and everybody uh, just, uh, like, kind of, you know, gets rutted out, and yeah. you just blitz through and whatever. So I'm in that line. Bogart's coming up to lap me. I have no idea. Well, for some reason, he's, he takes another line. And ends up going over the bars, crashing, whatever. Right. Well, his thought was, it was my fault. I should have got out of his way. When I had no idea he was even there. Right. Did they have blue flags out or anything? No, we didn't have nothing. So he's all bitter. He waits for me, comes back around, and just starts smashing me. And and in my defense, I had no idea that he had crashed. I didn't know he was winning the race. <laughs> I had. It's just like this guy shows up out of the blue and starts ramming right. me. <laughs> So he does it two turns in a row. I finally ram him back. And I'm furious at this point because in my right. head, I'm like, what is this guy's deal? Right. I hit him back. Then we go down this rhythm section, and it came onto the start straightaway. So I go to the outside, and instead of turning left to go onto the track, he turns right and hits me head on. And where we hit, the mechanics area is right in the start straight. So it's right in front of the yeah. mechanics, right? Oh, so we Frank. hit like head on. I go to grab my bike, and Bogard had come to grab me. Well, right as he got to me, I felt him pull me back. My dad tackles him because he saw all this going on. Awesome. Yeah. 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 So In the middle of the race. Yeah, he tackles Bogard, um, and then his me- I see his mechanic jump on my dad. So, obviously, I jump on Bogard's mechanic. My trainer at the time, who is still a friend of mine, jumps out of the stands, jumps in the fight. Uh, Bogart's dad comes from the tunnel. From his, his dad, Bogart's dad's like, you know, didn't want to wear nervous, whatever. He comes out of the tunnel. Everybody's brawling on the start straightaway. That's awesome. There's six of us on the start straightaway fighting. The main event's still going on. <laughs> Riders weeding in and out. This is on Moto World the next weekend. You know, like uh, whoever, Bob Varsha or whoever did Moto World just Dude, they commentating have that shit on this YouTube? fight. I don't know. This is 14 years ago. That's so, awesome. So, uh, all this goes on, ends up happening. They review the tape, whatever. I didn't even get in trouble. I got probation. Bogart got suspended, like, three races and three grand fine and all this stuff because yeah. he, like, tackled me and went backwards right. on the track and all this stuff. So that was pretty much the biggest ordeal we ever got into. I remember with my dad, we would, he'd listen to uh, cassettes, and I remember – I'll never forget the set. It was Fleetwood Mac Rumors, and my dad had this brand-new Ford Ranchero, <laughs> and the tape was skipping, and he had me have my finger – 
on the cassette thing when we were going riding. We were going to the desert one time, and I had to hold it the whole time. And any time I pulled my finger out, he would slap me <laughs> for like for three hours, dude. I had to hold this thing. And to this day, I hate Fleetwood Mac Leather and waste. Leather and waste for 20 hours straight. Oh, God. <laughs> I was at the track, like I was at my truck and Chad's motorhome, and then I left because I had to drive back to Seattle. So, <laughs> fuck off. I never actually. I, were you at Hold KTM on. truck? Because, Hold on. Uh, Hold on. I was weird parked right next to KTM truck, and Mathis is just jacking me right now. He took his headset off. <laughs> Fleetwood, dude. <laughs> Fleetwood, Kenny. <laughs> go, go, bro. You Dang hold it. that thing. You hold that tape. <laughs> Don't you dare take that finger off the tape. <laughs> but Dad, I'm hungry. You eat with one hand. You're gonna feel grounders when we get home, and you're gonna like it. Yeah. <laughs> the fix of the problem was my dad smoked cigarettes, and I took a matchbook and I folded it up like five times and I put it in there, and I thought that was the case. Yeah. But then I was really fucked when the tape slid in and the matchbook went inside of it and, oh. it, and broke the thing. Oh. So then I just took the whooping and didn't have to listen to Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Mitch comes on, and even though to this point, Cato will not admit that Hanny's signing with him, right. Mitch pretty much lays it out there on a plate and says, right. yeah, it's happening. Why, you know, why don't you just talk about it? Right. And K-Dub gets into issues with the paparazzi. Oh, yeah, the media. We shouldn't Mitch talk about Mitch loves yeah. him mentioning the paparazzi and Moto. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we shouldn't talk about anything until the press release is out and all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and then uh, K-Dub talks about the the Deegan big bore at right. Unadilla. There's a few. And then also... Deegan starting was starting the militia during this point of his career. There's a few things that Kenny goes to, which is the big bore story, uh-huh. the poo story, uh-huh. the on Tedesco's motorhome, Blos trying on different suspension, even though they weren't sponsored by. Mm-hmm. There's like a few things that I don't think Kenny. I think Kenny knows he's already told them, but he just goes to them anyways. You know, he just kind of leads his mind into that. So, other than the blow story, the other ones, the the Deegan big bore and the poo story, yeah. they're gold. Right. Like I could listen to them right. over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was just me, but it's true. Like, no, he can tell him over and over, and every time you're just, it yeah. just like takes you back again, and you're just like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. totally cool to listen to it again. Uh, mm-hmm. This past Monday's show, the with Penguin Studio, I mean, and Angie was up here. Uh, his poo story had everybody dying. Show 64. And I was bummed, and I'm like, uh, I'll show you. So that's what it was about. I thought that uh, things were going to happen. <laughs> and it, it didn't happen. I did. I, I That did happen, too, by the way. <laughs> I fixed your stupid chat room, Ken. I did. I did. I, uh, I did. Uh, I did uh, shed a tear. I bet you sounded just like this, too. I, uh, hey, I don't care. I'm a man. I can say I cry. Time to bring it back up. Yeah. <laughs> Might be the story of the year. I love it. Real men cry. Men cry. I, it, I, it, it happens. I mean, when was the last time you cried? Did when you I was cry a kid. when your dog passed away? Nope, I didn't. What about you, Tits? When my brother died. Okay, and your brother it's... died? Not, not the one you met. Oh, okay. This, this is from before. Oh. oh, I met, I met his brother. Did like you twice? Yeah, the one that passed away. No, 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 I oh. didn't know. This is all new to me. I don't know. I didn't know you even had a brother that died. That's how much Mr. Mathis cares about me. Yeah, I got you. Hey, dude, if you bring it up in the show, I talk about it. You want to come to Vegas and hang or, or what? Oh, yeah, I'd love to come to Vegas. Maybe we can hit the buffet line. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, no, no, no. It's what? fucked up. Well, what, can we train on your elliptical? Yeah, sure. 
I got a treadmill too. We so, can... Someone needs to. Things collecting, things collecting dust. Yeah, you need to get on that. Pookie's gonna leave you because you're just a fat slob. Yeah. Okay. Oh, what? Right. Have you noticed that Steve's hey, gained weight hey. a little bit? Hey, and you probably gain about four inches on your wiener too if you lost that belly. Ooh. Oh wow, dude, he'd be stacked that, that, because that's he's some cl- incentive. Right hey, RV, he'd be stacked because he's claiming he has <laughs> a thick one. There's no problem down there. Um, what are you? Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, how, how do you like I the feel underwear? I myself wide open to get all these comments. Oh, at least stuff a penis in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Yeah. First sign, I think that Andrew Short's a little frustrated the way the season's going. Uh, let's take a listen here. Uh, yeah, exactly. But I, you know, I guess I can test, and I'm good at it. And you know, so they're using me for that. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Who knows? Uh, I imagine a guy like you, you're one of the first guys to get signed. Maybe after this Ryan Dungey deal gets complete, is that sort of? I mean, is it on your mind at all? Oh yeah, for sure. And um, I, I think there's a lot of people going for a lot of different rides, and you know, I'm one of one of them. And I just feel thankful to get paid to ride a motorcycle. I've been involved with great people, and. You know, for me, I wanna I wanna be on a 450 next year, and uh, you know, I've kind of messed myself in the head with it. So I think uh, I think for myself, and I I want to ride a 450 next year, wherever that is. And I would love to stay with KTM, or uh, you know, there's some other programs that are out there, but I don't know how the business side of it's gonna play out. And, that's the side I'm not a big fan of, but right. it's uh, part of racing, and you have to deal with it. All right, thanks. What uh, what do you think, Kenny? Well, he keeps saying he wants to ride a 450, so that obviously means he doesn't want to stay at KTM and ride a 350. What about uh, what about Josh Hansen? Um, according to you know Kenny, nothing signed on his team, but I understand you're going to lose him next year. No, that was a that was a that was a tough negotiation. And yeah, I think Kenny was able to beat us out, and I think he's oh. headed to the 450 class next year. Wow. Kenny, but you said Kenny yeah, that I should now, now, talk. Mitch said he thinks this is what happened. So okay, he did not, Mitch, this is he what my deal is. It as fact. I, I've, <laughs> Steve's been asking me for maybe the last three weeks, like, what's going on longer with Josh? Longer than that. And, okay, longer than I that. Feel, and okay. I told him, it's it's he's that it's not a done deal yet. It's not a done deal. When you'll know when there's a press release, you'll know when we release it. So I guess he talked to you. And you said something about him, so he thought he would take it into his own prerogative and write a column that Josh Hansen has. He's talked to someone, and it is looks like Josh Hansen. Is it going looks like it's a, it, it is a done deal that Josh Hansen is writing. So I got pissed and saying, Steve, you should not write that because you do not know for a fact. Well, Steve talked to me, and I told him that it was supposed to happen. So right. I assume it's happening because okay. If uh-huh. not, I would put him on my roster to keep him. But I think he's pretty pumped about. In the direction that you have him going. Okay, but do you, under, do you understand <laughs> what I'm trying to get you, at here? You with, have him going. With, with Steve and the paparazzi in motocross. <laughs> paparazzi? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get at. These guys are, are always... We, they're are just, we afraid of the paparazzi attacking? <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> Mitch, one piece of advice for Kenny as a manager, if Hanson's on the team. What do you think? What's the best advice you could give him? He hung up. Mitch? No, I'm still no. here. I had to think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to narrow it down to one, right? <laughs> I was hoping you hung up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not. Kenny's not really happy right now. I hope you. Hung up. I would put a low jack on his car. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that way, when you call him, you know he's not in Hollywood because he needs to stay out and just do his job. But honestly, I think the best thing that might happen for him 
is he's going to be around Ivan, and him and Ivan have been pals, honestly, since they were kids. And Ivan likes Josh. He wants to help him, and hopefully those two will work really well together. And if they can keep that, you know, kind of bond going and, and keep those guys going together, I mean, they, they could have a really good year by pushing each other because Josh will he'll jump just about anything, you know. Like yeah. So he's really talented on the track. And then Ivan is is very talented. Also, he did really well for us. And the 450 thing, he's had you know he's had some injury plagued years, but you know he's still capable of doing it. And it's just a matter of you know getting everything in place and making sure he's there at the beginning of the year. Also, and like I think he could he could be a player in helping Josh with his fitness and mm-hmm. making sure he does his motos because he'll listen to Ivan. I think that's a that's kind of a tough decision because right. it is that's been a big you know, thing that's just popped up recently, like who's going to be number one or whatever and who's going to be number three. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that, like, the way I looked at it was, I, I guess I didn't think it all out completely from both of the rider sides, but I thought, gosh, you know, like, you just got selected to go to the Motocross the Nations. And who cares? <laughs> like, who cares? Like, you're on the team, and it's, it, is, it is a team event. Right. So like if you do your job and you help the team, like I thought that's really what you wanted to do. And I guess there's more to it that, you know, one guy wants to run the number one plate, one guy doesn't. And, and so RV's got a legit argument because he's leading the points right now. And normally that's kind of how things go. Right. But in the past, usually the guy that's running, the, you know, or leading the points is usually the guy that went before and, and was the MX1 champion, which now that's Dungey. Yeah. He's been there two years, and he's done his job too. So it's, it's, a, it's a very tough call, and, and you, know, you don't want either one of them to be bummed out. But I would hope that they would just say, well, like it would have been better if they just said, oh, I don't care. Let's just have somebody just pick. Can you please play another prank on Kenny where you call him and say you're going to need all your parts back? <laughs> Dude, that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Kenny, this is Mitch. Uh, yeah, we're we're uh, going to... Do you remember that? Did you call him or did you go over? No, no. We were pulling into the track. This is like 98. And (laughs) you were like cruising by and I'm like, you're just like, you're a punk. You're a punk. Bring back all of our shit on Monday. I'm through with you. You're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, what? And then you were with Bruce. And I was like, dude, what did I do? And and Bruce, Bruce was in on it too. And then I walked over there. I'm like, are you serious? And you looked at me and you're all, I'm just jacking with you. I'm like, good talks. Hey, I've, I've known Kenny since Kenny. Obviously, he was Deegan's mechanic. Yeah, right? Tom McLean so then he too. Had, he had Deegan where one year I think it was Washougal. They had metal flake bikes, and of course, to me, that's like I'm like, what are you doing? I gotta take now. Hanson's cock out of my mouth. Hold on. <laughs> Is that better, Swamp Ass? Once again, the chat room gets the Kenny. Is that better, Swamp Ass? Back in the day, you know, but that was before Brian, you know, had the militia and all that. This '97 was when the militia started to just like come around, and you know, I remember being at Troy, Ohio, and my whole deal was like, our bikes had to look bitch, and we had to have new stuff on yeah. it. Everything was super clean, and one he comes out one weekend, and my bike's sitting on the stand in front of the box fender. Everything's perfect, and he comes with a sharpie and he starts writing on the fender, "Metal Militia." And he's spelling militia wrong. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, dude, I'm militia. This is militia. I'm like, 
what are you what are you talking about? And that's how the whole thing started. And they had the next week he comes back by, and dude, I'm standing there with my back to him, and he has a spray paint stencil, and he spray paints my back on my shirt with a with a freaking stencil, metal militia. <laughs> but just dude, just that that whole year with Brian, it was just one thing after the next. It was you never knew what was going to happen week to week with that guy ever. It was complete comedy. Uh, show 65, this is right after Southwick, and the discussion starts off with the Valley guys leaving the riders at Southwick. That was not cool. Uh, Pingree's on, and he tells the story of the Australian guy that uh, said Haney was hitting on his daughter, but he was the nicest guy ever. <laughs> he, was, he was okay with it. Yeah, he was fine with it. Chiz is on. He talks about riding at Reed's. I included that just as a kind of a, a wrap-up to right. all the drama from Salt Lake mm-hmm. in 09. Greg Albertson calls in. He's speaking in generalizations about the Valley guys leaving the team at Southwick, but K-Dub just comes right out and drops it. Right. Greg's got an awesome little rant on guys in moto who don't seem to get it, that they need to work their asses off now, and they just keep on getting offers and rides and opportunities, right. while other people who do get it just keep on getting looked over. Yeah. Directly, like referring, directly referring to uh, Austin Stroop and Nico Izzy and type of guys that got valley rides over Jimmy. Show 65. Uh, you know what, Tits? Uh, screw you Wait. and screw Swiss Corps and screw everybody okay. who calls me a, uh, a cat because this weekend I was broing down dudes in the rain. This is a really funny story today. I'm, I, I went surfing today. Oh. I had the day off, so oh. Family went to the beach. I'm out there surfing. I bump into this guy, and uh, we started talking about bikes. And he goes, yeah, yeah, you know, I was just down in Australia, and I met this, uh, I went to this race. I met this kid, super nice kid, just a oh, really, really good guy. Uh, and he said, what was his name? Uh, and I'm thinking, you know, I don't know. I was thinking anybody with Josh Hansen. He goes, oh, Josh Hansen, you know who that, you know who that is? I'm like, yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> oh yeah, he was. Uh, well, he was taking my daughter. Out. He was trying to get my daughter's pants. But man, what a nice kid! I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know where you met Pokey, but I guarantee you, you met her at a dirt bike race. Yeah. Okay. Not not a. Not she a was shopping for a rider, and she ended up with you. <laughs> well, a mechanic. If yeah, you can't, if you Pookie. Can't a, if you can't have a star rider, why don't you go have a star mechanic? Star mechanic. Yeah, that, that's every woman's dream to marry a motorcycle mechanic, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Since there, there's so much time with the guys, there's so they spend yeah. so much time together. I don't know if you know, but uh, Jackie Hudson used to ride for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we used to have a peephole. She probably <laughs> oh, never knew gosh. about this, Jackie. But we used to have a peephole. Elliot and Tedesco would fight over the peephole. Oh. And they used to look at you when you were changing. But What's the deal with uh, uh, your adaption to this 450? I mean, the experts like myself and Kenny Watson here, before you uh, got on the bike figuring, you know, fourth, fifth, sixes. Uh, but uh, you've done so much better. What's the deal? What? what why do you think you've done as well as you have? Honestly, I have no idea. You know, my goals were to be top 10, and, you know, I talked with everyone, and that's, you know, what kind of Honda wanted is top mm-hmm. 10 and be safe and be smart. And, uh, you know, I got on the bike, and it was it's just it's extremely easy to ride. Like, I feel like I, I can ride it effortless, really. It's pretty incredible, the 450. I just feel like I can really flow on it really good, and I don't ride over my head. It's just, uh, it's, it's really crazy. I didn't expect to be uh, up in that top three battle with these guys, so it's pretty damn cool. <laughs> Chiz, you know what was really cool? You rode at Chad Reed's. That's pretty cool, because there was some 
some hard feelings there uh, that go back a few years at, at Salt Lake City Supercross. And it's, I think it's really nice to, you know, I know you feel bad about it, but what, what went down and they weren't happy with you. But, dude, it just goes to show that in the end we're all, you know, a, a kind of a big family. And, sure, we have some disputes, but you're you're able to ride at Chad Reed's house. And, and who, who who saw that coming? So Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, he's, he's definitely a really good guy. And uh, I didn't really know him that well even a few years ago whatever. And all the crap went down, stuff from, I liked it, water under the bridge. And, uh, we, you know, we, we talked a little bit. I've talked yeah. to him quite a few times since then. And he's, you know, I, I really, you know, definitely gained a lot of respect for him, you know, lately. And after all that, you know, he never said one word to me, you know, after anything and, you know, you know, good or bad. And, uh, mm-hmm. I definitely respect him a lot for that. What is the deal with your guy Tickle and Nico Izzy? Are they just going to keep fighting? <laughs> keep fighting at every track like every few months what is the deal i don't know i know Dude. i i do know i was i i've known nico for a long time i haven't talked to him lately or anything but obviously i talked to brock all the time and i know he is trying to kind of stay out of it and you know he's not kind of bringing it upon himself but yeah, they need to bury it getting or kind just... of caught in the middle of it but yeah they need to just like either beat the crap out of each like, other yeah i don't remember if you said it that somebody said put him in a boxing ring and let him box yeah, it out like, or something. Uh, just get it over with. No, it's that weekend for, uh, for the little bro. Yeah, sure. yeah, no doubt. He was riding all right, but it's pretty hard without your suspension guy and your team manager around, huh? Whoa. Oh well, I yeah, I, I, you said it. <laughs> I didn't. Oh. No, I, I don't know. I mean, everybody seems great over there. You know, it was just uh, a rough weekend for him. You know, he usually can come on. You know put in the motos, and he, he had a misfortune at the end of the first moto. But, yeah, yeah, uh, I think it's bullshit. Yeah, Jim, Jim Lewis never would have done that. No, Jim, Jim's a good guy, you know, but I guess, you know, I, I was I felt like you this weekend, you know, I was watching the race, uh, Coors Lights and whatever, so I really didn't have much worries other than, you know, maybe getting a phone call and having to rewind the T-Mode and, you know, ask about <laughs> some clickers. So uh, maybe a little suspension help for the little brother he called me in between motos. But, I, uh... I can't, it didn't much matter, I guess. I can't believe it. Uh, Kenny said, uh, uh, I, I like the team manager and the suspension guy over there at the Valley. Good good guys, friends of mine. That's brutal they left. Brutal. Um, you know, I could have left at one thirty, and I'm a freaking media guy, goggle guy, you know, and I chose not to. I can't believe on a track like Southwick, they just were like, peace out. I really can't. I'm sorry. I would have went and got a hotel and thrown it in my lady hey. a little bit and had a good time. Thrown it in your lady. Hey. <laughs> you can be a nice guy and say, oh, this guy's great, but people really don't give a rat's ass about – it's all about results. So even if you're a nice guy and you do everything right and you get ninth place at the end of the day and the guy that gets eighth is a complete fucking dickhead, <laughs> nice place guy, yeah, yeah. the nice place guy is still waiting on the eighth place yeah, guy. Yeah. Oh, God, it happens yeah. every time. I think I got a, so, no- then, I think I got a noise quote out of that. Yeah, and then you got the you got you know the teams complaining about these riders you know they got, and it's funny how every team thinks their program is going to change the rider you know change the rider that had a couple bad years or the rider that oh well he he used to drink all the time and be on drugs but you know and, and granted it's it's worked out once or twice in the history of motocross but I mean yeah gotta look at those guys and they don't really yeah. bounce back you know and and yeah I'm all for second things. chances and all that too but yeah there's a and, point you know, where you gotta. Exactly, it's the third and fourth chances. But, you know, it is what it is, and, you know, it's hard to look past raw talent when, when somebody's got it, and a lot of these guys want to take the chance. And yeah. sometimes they luck out that the rider made a change in their life. You know, they're not – the team is themselves, they're never going to change a rider. So, and so, yeah. you know, 
until the rider steps up, and maybe you got lucky and that rider looked in the mirror that, that year and said, here, this is the year I'm getting my shit together. I'm going to do it. Thanks, guys. See you, Kenny. See you, Mathis. All right, take care. Oh, you notice how you didn't say bye to you? I get no respect. <laughs> hey, I got I one word to say. I got one word to say about our sponsor, JGR. No, I got two words to say. Ready for this button? Dad, yeah. dad. <laughs> dad, dad. There it is. <laughs> You're really hard on him. Dude. It's Paul. I mean, he's 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 a nice guy. He is? He's a nice guy. And you, you, you last week, my wife was like, Oh my God! I can't believe Kenny talked to him like that. I can't believe Kenny Sizzle sings to him, and he seems to take it well. Tits. He he came <laughs> back. He he just he came back on me. He came back when he threw his little he threw his jabs at me too, about oh yeah at least I've won races and you know this and that yeah he he had know. his jabs. What, what, was the whole thing good natured or is it that there's actually some? Dude, underlying... he called. He texted me after and he said, "Hey, I hope there's no hard feelings. We've been buddies a long time." And you texted back, "Fuck off." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, it's really crazy. We're talking about bonuses right now, and uh, I'm getting some texts about that right really? now. Really? Insurance them, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to deal with right now insurancing. Insurancing? Insurance <laughs> to insure some. Show number 66. Uh, Wilson gets questioned again by you on how much of a percentage his title is for Canadians. Right. Which I did. And he lashes out. Yeah, like I did it as a total joking manner, you know, like right. hoping he would go along with it, and he just he's he does not want to talk about that stuff. He just just he he doesn't want to go there. Been there, done that, yep. man. Yeah, sore subject. It is. It really is. Show sixty six. I just turned yours down a little bit, Kenny. Uh, everybody's a little bit. Uh, hey, is echoey. that better? Is that better? Uh, Good times. Well, whatever, whatever you guys do, let don't talk at all to help me fix the situation. <laughs> Both sit there in silence. Usually, that generally will help I, I, anything. If you could break this championship into percentage points, how much percentage would Canada get? Like, just give me, give me a roundabout number. Oh my God, are we really gonna do this? Dude, no, because come on, just like I know Scott, you're Scottish, and you've lived in America for a long time, but does Canada get a little percentage of this somehow? I, oh man, like Canada just hates me right now. I'm so over it. Like they hate you. What? Nobody hates you in Canada. Are you kidding me? It's so I'm so over it with this. It's people should just like me for me instead of like all the bullshit that comes with like Scottish, Canadian, American. Like I've explained myself too many times about it. Yeah, and people I, are always like keep huh? bringing it up, and I'm so over it. Like okay, I'm on. sorry, sorry. Let's uh, talk about this one. Here we go. Another email. Uh, top 10 reasons why Kenny Watson sucks in bold. He is grumpy and mean. He is, he is un- inarticulate. He is a professional bro. Number four, he is more wired into supercross than outdoors. Number five, he's a slob. Number six, he sounded like a giddy schoolgirl at a Justin Bieber concert when Jenna Hayes was on the show. Seven, I believe it was on the same Jenna Hayes show that he admitted he used to use a penis pump. Not a mental image. <laughs> not a mental image I ever I ever wanted to have. Number eight, he has no tact. Uh, number nine, for all his swagger and uber cool, there's not much he can hang his hat on. The Hart and Huntington team is a flop. <laughs> number ten, we have endured several years of absolute misery in the power sports industry. Hardworking professional people have lost their jobs left and right. 
Yet Kenny is still employed. What happens when I when I emailed him back and what I told him? What I say? What I emailed him back? I you emailed him back and said, "Hey, guy, thanks for the support. Yeah, uh, I appreciate it." And then he wrote you back <laughs> that he was uh, just busting your balls. No, he or, goes, oh, "Pulling your chain." Yeah, pulling he goes, "I chain. was just pulling your chain. You're fine." I tried to hire Tommy a couple years ago. He wouldn't call you back. No, right? No, Last he, year he wouldn't call you. No, I I told Tommy. I said, "Hey, buddy, I want to put you on my program and Supercross only, and you're gonna have to call me by." Thursday, and if you don't call me Thursday, I understand. That means you're not interested. And I said, but just call me either way, and I never got a call. But they did call this year. Tommy. I did call this year. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Wilbur I said hi, and I don't know. Maybe we'll see him somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to just come up and talk to him. He's going to have to talk to me. <laughs> Tommy's out of it. I will say this, though. <laughs> Let me just say this. Maybe the last thing I'll ever say. Okay. He quit Hart's team the first time. Mm. I hope for his sake that this works out. Because I will feel really bad. Mm. Honest to goodness, I will feel really bad for Kenny and Carrie, who are two good guys. Mm. Not great, but good. <laughs> How about one great guy and one good guy? One great guy and one good guy. I will I'm feel sorry, Kenny. Okay. He, he, he called you good. <laughs> I will feel really bad for those two guys because they're literally, not so much Watson, but Hart is putting his reputation out there. The old fool me once, uh, you're the fool, fool me twice, I'm the fool thing comes into I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. But if it does, that's it. I feel really bad for Hart and Watson. I don't know. I really like Chad Reed. He's a friend of mine. I respect him. Um, A rhino I don't know as well. I can't help but think. I don't know what's up with the Leah, but I'm not. They're they're so on the side that it's bad. Mm. I don't know how they can be like that. What's their evidence? What's their supporting? What's their, you know, they're almost single-handedly. Those two guys have a lot of influence with people, and they are sort of single-handedly trying to bring down a company, hurt sales of a company, without any real evidence. And it kind of bumps me out. I want to ask Reed about it. Okay. Like I know Andrew McFarlane, I believe, was wearing one when he died. And Reed tossed his off after that. Burner did too. Uh-huh. And I don't know if the neck brace caused it or whatever, but what do they have to, sh- to prove that the Leots and the Alpine Star do not work? Maybe they lost one of the, Maybe they lost uh, one of their friends because of that. I know, maybe that's a protest or that they're boycotting that, that what they're but doing it, for well, their friends. There's no fact away. of that. Just like there's no fact that they work though. There's no fact that they work. Sure. Kenny is not down with Swisscore. Something happened to the relationship, and at Daytona, it was a simple flip-off of the middle finger. <laughs> Are you Swiss Corps? Yeah. The finger and the walk away. Well, how old is Rollerball? He could ride the plus 50 class, probably. Dude, would you even be able to make it anywhere without loading in your pants? Dude, he he, he might like... be over 50 now. I, I, he might, he's right there. He's right there. Yeah. If he's over 50, he could come ride that class. There's an over 50 class, an over yeah. 40 class, and an over 30 class. Could you get me a bike for him? Yep. Oh. Merludi has an old RM250 that we could probably bolt together. Yeah. Would you be his mechanic? Oh. <laughs> Dude, how would that be? Get, get, Rollerball doesn't even oh, ride no more. Yeah, he does. Then he needs to be here. Yeah, he does. How about hey, we do this? How this about we do this? a little indecent, just so hey, you know. Hey, what I, about this is an idea? Oh. Hey, this yeah. is an idea. Yeah, yeah. How about if, you could, if you could tell uh-huh. him, if you could get him to uh-huh. ride, how about he rides, oh, we get yeah. the graphic company uh-huh. to build, and he's a Pulp MX rider uh-huh. for that race. Oh. Rollerball? Rollerball, dude. Oh. Rollerball. You could be his mechanic, oh. and then he could be a Pulp Keep MX going. rider. 
he'll ride a Suzuki. <laughs> More. He can, you can even have him fit in that jersey. <laughs> More. Dude, there's no way he fits in that jersey. <laughs> I know, but it would be awesome to see him try. Oh, All right, no, I'm, wow. get, I'm getting creepy. This is I'm joking. This I'm totally is, joking. This is not a... Sort of. Show 67 is, has all the makings of a legendary show with Bradshaw, Emig, and Pellegrino all on one show. Was Emig and Bradshaw together? No. Oh, separate, yeah. They were on one after the other. Right. But even though Pellegrino was not the crazy Pellegrino from the very first appearance ever, yeah, we've never gotten he had a lot of yeah. interesting things to say. We've never had the crazy Pellegrino on. That was a magic moment. Lightning in a bottle. Yeah, yeah. And this is the show where Sinjin offers his mouth to Jimmy Albertson's <laughs> nether regions. Yeah, good times. Good times. Uh, and he got so bent out of shape when uh, Kent was calling him gay and stuff like that. It was, it was yeah. good. Show 67. I thought me and Hanny worked our differences out at the Motocross Nations. We had a good chat. But, I, I, I mean, I think he wanted to fight me now that looking back on it. Looking back on it. At the at the Lakewood Designations and knowing Hanny's history of wanting to just brawl with dudes for no reason, I think he wanted to fight, and I was too dumb to realize that. You know what I tell you? I I think the hardest part for everybody, and and I'm pretty good at it. Of course, it doesn't really work for me a lot of times. But how about just telling the truth sometimes? You know, yeah. and, and, because how do you move forward if you don't tell the truth? I uh, you know I agree. What I mean? Just just I agree. Put, put the stuff on the line. Punch yourself in the face. Do whatever you got to do, you know, and, and, and let's just move forward. And let's go race some damn dirt bikes because all this, you know, this, all this bullshit. I mean, I think these guys get doing so much dancing, they, they, forget, they forget about the racing. I got a Barsha story. And when that kid come off of uh, Little Bikes and, and he just went on, I think he was on 125, maybe 250S, I think 125. And we were down at uh, Minio's, the place where you leave your wallet and your life savings at the gate and then get the ride for five minutes. We were down there, yeah. and we were at a mutual, uh, it was after the first or second day of practice, and, and we were at, it was, uh, I can't remember, but whatever, it was, we were at a mutual friend's uh, for dinner. Uh, his mom was there, and, and, and himself, and, and the kids, and whatever, you know, we're cooking, a couple glasses of wine, all that. And I says, I says to old Barsha, I says, hey, and, and, and we race, and we're good, you know, it's, it's all good, he look crazy, but he's right. passionate, and I like that. Yeah. He's passionate, and, and I really like that. And I said to him, I said, hey. Justin, I said, uh, I said, I said, and he just gotten on the big bike, and these kids get off the 80s, and they're they're ringing them out. Then they get on the big bike, and the wheels are a little bigger, the motor's a little stronger, and they ride them the same way. And then they crash their brains out, and then they learn to respect it a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and then they work their way back up. Well, of course, old Barsha, he's out there going crazy, wide open, scrubbing shit upside down. He's revving the bike so far, it's shutting off in the air. Yeah. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, hey, have you had a big weed yet? Like, have you really weeded up big? And he's like, nope. I said, yeah, I kind of figured that, you know, by how you're still riding. I said, yeah, a lot of times, you know, we're talking. Well, and, and I said to him, I said, yeah, I said, usually, you know, you'll have a big weed and, and uh, you know, you'll step back a little bit and respect it. He looks right at me straight in the face, which most of these kids won't do because they're cowards. And he looks me straight in the face and he says, yeah. He goes, if I crash my brains out, I'm going to get right back up and ride that effing thing the same way I stopped riding it, <laughs> you know, or the way I left off or whatever. And I looked at him and said, right answer. Well, old mama Barsha overheard like maybe bits and pieces of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, she's in my ass. She's chewing my ass. And I'm like, well, you know, and Justin's actually calmed her down and said, Hey, my, it's all right. You know, right. and she just 
thought somebody was chewing on him. Because same thing, I think a lot of guys chewed on him because he's bashing into everybody. Yeah. But you know what, even from the racing standpoint, that's badass. Dude, he don't care. He don't care. You yeah. got Hickey's out there to race for himself yeah. and doesn't care about anybody's championship because because the whole team thing and, and pull over uh, so I can go by you, dude, that's, that's bullshit. Yeah. You know, and, and so for me, man, I'm, a, I, I'm not a fan, I don't want to say, but I dig it. Like, I hire that guy on my job site. If he ever wants to pour some concrete, <laughs> yeah. I'm in, you know. That guy's in. So it, yeah, I just, the passion, you know, is, is badass, and yeah. I, I dig it. I like the guy. Uh, you know, other than, you know, all the French guys come over here and steal all our wives. You know, I was telling Byrne and, and Reed and them, hey, you know, I can't, you know, I'd like to bring my wife. You guys got to stay away, all you foreigners. You know, you come yeah. over here, steal our women, and then go home. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm Canadian. Yeah. I did the same thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't know. Now that I've, now that I've just met you here at Millville, yeah, I'm not too sure. I'm, I think my wife's safe around you. She wants you. She can have you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey. The vet race was going down, and Jeremy and Rhino had a battle of battles. And Rhino was still thinking it was still City. And Jeremy <laughs> was, like, in front of him, and MC told me after, he's like, man, man, I got kids. I got I got a family I got to provide for like and and Rhino was just going nuts like he was just like I thought he was gonna kill me and I just said you know what go ahead you can have this one. He is doing a great job at that by the yeah. way you know it's funny me and him were walking uh, I I told him this when I signed down at Carmichael it's kind of an old story but yeah. we were walking through the MGM uh, the year that I started uh, with Monster Jam and it was the year he started with uh, the Supercross stuff. And we're walking, walking out of there, and he goes, you know, he goes, did you ever think a guy, you know, like myself, obviously with his, you know, speech problems, sometimes would be doing this? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, you'll do, you'll do great at it. And I think he does awesome. You know, I, I, I don't catch it a lot, but I do occasionally. I think he's doing a great job. That's one thing I, I dislike about, I guess, you know, the portion of my career. I wouldn't go back and do anything different, but uh, some of the motorcycles. You know, I had the opportunities to do it, and. I was young and didn't, you just took it for granted, you know, and if it wouldn't have been for my wife being part of my life early on, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have as much as I do now because I just didn't, yeah. I don't know, I just didn't grasp it, you know, I was just racing and that's all I, that's all I could think about. I mean, it's very similar to, to going to Europe these days with, you know, with, uh, with Monster Jam. I, I love going there now. I love going and doing events mm -hmm. there and I'm actually going to try to go uh, to Germany later on this year and and do some races over there. So, and I, I enjoy going back there. So it's like keeping all my stuff. You just, you take it for granted, you know, and I kind of hate that, but my wife still has a lot of the gear, a lot of the number plates. And every time I give away a Jersey, I pretty much have to sneak it and tell whoever I give it to. Don't, <laughs> don't ever, just don't need to be online. If my wife finds it. It's going to be my ass. When Wyatt was working on your bike, did he say, Hey, uh, cause uh, why it worked for me at Plano Honda for Ivan Tedesco when Ivan Tedesco was a rookie and he just set Ivan's bike up and he was say, uh -huh. this is how Stanton would run it. This is how Stanton would run it. I wondered if no, he ever threw that on he you. He didn't do, he didn't do that to me. <laughs> I was <laughs> wondering if he would be I did, there. I did have Lennis one time tell me something about Bob how Hannah. Hannah or Ricky Johnson would do things. And I, and I told him as soon as he got it out of his mouth, well, I'm not Bob Hanna, and I'm not Ricky Johnson. <laughs> Wyatt told me that that was probably one of the funnest years of being a mechanic, just being on the road and working and being with you. Like, he really, really enjoyed himself, because he came to work with me, like, a couple years after that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he said yeah, he no, really it was. It honestly was. I mean, I, I truly think that when I retired um, the first time, 
I, I was at the point to where I was like, all right, I've either got to buy an airplane, hire a pilot so I can go, you know, in and out of this stuff at my will because just the, the, the whole hotel and airplane thing was just driving me crazy and, or either buy a bus and stay on the road. Right. And I just, I never got around to doing either one. And I'm very confident that if I would have bought a motorhome and went out on the road like I did when I ran across it, I would have raced for, for many more years. You know, it was, it was a lot of fun doing that. And, and as well as my early years at Yamaha when it was more, I say more as a, a family-based atmosphere in, in the beginning was I, when I was at Yamaha. And things just grew so corporate and, and you had to be so careful of what you said and what you told somebody you did the week before at home, whether it was yeah. uh, with water skiing or whatever. And when all that stuff changed, man, it just it took me by storm because I was always an honest guy, you know. And when I'd talk to McCarty or talk to my mechanic, it was real-life stuff because you've spent more time with those people than you did, than you did your family. For the most part, um, you know, Brian was definitely – the best guy when it comes to motivating a rider. Mm-hmm. Um, when it came to being a mechanic, he definitely, I think that, you know, certain places there at Yamaha, we had, you know, guys for suspension. We had motor guys. We had this many guys. So mm-hmm. everybody had their take on the bike, you know, that had a part of the bike. But when it came to training and staying focused and being motivated, there, there wasn't a better guy. One of the things you told me, Damon, in that, in that thing, one of the reasons you quit, you stopped going. You stopped hating everybody at the races. I just love that line. You were like, ah, I started. I you know stopped what my hate. favorite line is? What? When he was at Hangtown with the Dirt Diggers, and they're just testing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And they <laughs> said, hey, this one. hey, well, so Damon, what can we do to make the track better? And you said, put a close sign on the front gate. <laughs> <laughs> just crushing them, I'm sure. Just absolutely crushing. Did them. and they still haven't put a for- they haven't put a close sign on it. Still, give us your best Damon Bradshaw story. He was just on. I'm not going to tell you my best one, but uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, man, the best Bradshaw story. Well, I mean, everybody, I don't know if everybody knows that that's where the the term Huckabuck came from, but we were at, uh, we were at the Yamaha test track one day, and um, can I cuss on this show? Because yes. yeah. I got to for, uh, for the um, historical accuracy uh, of the comment, but so we're out at the test track one day and we're trying to skim the whoops. Uh, I mean, he was on a two fifty, and, right. and, uh, they're doing the suspension testing and he comes in and he's like, man, the fucking thing just won't work, man. This and that fucking thing's huckabucking. <laughs> and John, R., who was our suspension guy at the time and Keith and Bob and Butler and Lunas and everybody, Doug Dubach, Randy Lawrence, we're all looking at each other like, what did you just say? Like, <laughs> can you define what a huckabuck is for us? It reminded me of uh, getting in the guys' heads was when Fro lined up at Troy, Ohio, when it was people were dropping, just walking to the starting gate, and Fro showed up on the line in black gear. <laughs> 97. Yeah, yeah. The shift didn't have anything else left in the warehouse. No, <laughs> no. That's uh, uh, believe it or not. Um, that jersey w- was the coolest jersey that I had. Now, I busted it out a couple years ago or whenever at the Unadilla, and the thing is, by today's standards, the thing's like a sweater. Yeah. And it's a thin cotton jersey, but compared to the fabrics and the ventilation, everything that the riders have now, yeah. dude, I don't want to hear their shit at all. <laughs> like, right, I was talking right. to Tickle, man, it's been the hottest season of the year. 
dude. Yeah. yeah, wear the sweater I was wearing in 97. Um, actually, we, we did get a tweet that said, you were not at every lap of every race. You were not at the first two laps at Southwick. <laughs> so uh, you were you We heard it. We didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, which, Wygant gets a kick out of to this day when people uh, get on him about that. But other than that. That was all Wygant's call. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Um, um, hey, when that went down, we just looked at each other and rolled our eyes like, are you kidding me? Mathis, this piston is five. <laughs> I'm just getting choked up. You all right, dude? I'm just getting really choked up, Kenny. When you get a shot of penicillin in your ass. <laughs> 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 yeah, piston was $500 and works forks were uh, $30,000 and his shock was... <laughs> Tits just hit himself in the head with a phone. <laughs> he just clocked himself in the head with a phone. Hey, Stupid. what about what about what about a, a set of foot pegs for oh, twenty thousand dollars? Uncle Jonathan's corn cob pipe. Ah, dummy. Will Tits know the rider that Mike Brown battled with to win his only national championship back in two thousand and three? No. Four. Two thousand two. One. Two thousand one. said three years. Two thousand one. Will Tits know the rider? Uh, I'm even buying a Yamaha 450 just because he rides one. I'm not even well, kidding. Well, let's not start sucking each other's dicks quite yet. Hey, hey I do that. I would do that for Jimmy if he wanted me to. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. So there'll be no show next week. Make sure week. you tell Aversons that he has a, a male stalker that wants to blow him. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've met, actually, at the track and stuff. So maybe now, though. And last but not least... I would thanks, like to thank Sinjin for admitting that he has <laughs> gay tendencies. And you know what? That there's nothing wrong with that, dude. You came out of the closet tonight, and we appreciate that. So you know what? I, I don't have a problem with it. As long as it's not me and you don't put that on me, I'm, we're cool. Show 68. Um, RT's in studio for this show. And he's him and JT both have a lot of stories about racing in other third-world countries and the dangers that they've seen. Huh? Rich, having been there. Rich Taylor is gold. He's good. He's good on yeah. anything, anything I've ever had him on. Show 68. I mean, if, if you see the 45, forget it. Hey, is he, he, is he racing uh, Monster Cup or what? Kenny says he is. Let's call him right now. Uh, Dude, give... I'm a little nervous about Bradshaw at Monster Cup. If I lose to Bradshaw, <laughs> you, won't, you won't see me out there next year. That's pretty much guaranteed. Uh, I want to talk about the dog here unless he's yeah, got I hope you're happy, RT. It hasn't happened for a long time. You want to know why? Because the dog died. Oh, no. Don't you feel good, oh, bad no. now? Oh. Don't you feel bad now? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he did die, though. And there hasn't been <laughs> the one that shed the most. Yeah. We had to put him down. Oh, that's There's been no dog hair All right. since All right. then. <laughs> All right. I had a few dog hairs at Glen Helen. I'm not going to lie. No, you didn't. <laughs> Wait, Glen Helen? Yeah, he was still alive yeah. and kicking. He was still there. He was still around. Zach, be careful yeah. with that uh, Kenny invite to the practice track. It's... Uh, Pretty pretty tough when you get followed up on. <laughs> is it an ambush? Uh, JT, you want to tell the story? Let's uh, let's tell the story. <laughs> yeah, well, and oh, I guess the, what was year was it? Oh eight. Yeah, it was oh eight. Me and uh, me and Troy Adams were kind of battling for like second privateer, I think. The week after Seattle, I rode in the truck down to Vegas and uh, called. You know, I talked to Kenny, whatever, and said, hey, you know, could I ride, like, one day out of the track, whatever. He said, yeah, it's no big deal, whatever. I'll, you know, I'll clearly carry, whatever. Just call me. So I get down to Vegas, call him, and Mass is cool enough to pick me up and he's going to take me out there and whatever. Take you out there, yeah, like a good guy. Dude, you know yeah. what the bottom line is? Fucking Hart's an asshole. <laughs> it's it's all Hart's fault. He said, nope, that's our competition. Dude, we're not going to let them get better. The... Guatemala was not good. Wait, I would yeah. never, ever, ever go back there. JT, didn't no, you have to go right. to, like, some possible drug Lord's house yeah, no, to get it money? was not possible. It was 100% <laughs> confirmed. 
<laughs> drug like drug house. I mean, this dude was bawling. <laughs> to go get paid for the race or something. Oh, well, yeah, like, the story is I went, I go to this race, and Paul Lindsay set it up, and it's, like, last minute. Um, basically, he called me at 8 in the morning and said, hey, I have a deal for you uh, to go do this race in Guatemala, but you have to leave today. Like, <laughs> your flight will be at, like, 2.30 from Orlando. So I'm just scrambling. I'm like, all right, let's do it. I'm out, I'm out of here. Let's go. So I'm just throwing stuff in the washer, just packing, driving. I land in Guatemala. I've never met anybody there. Never even a day. The guy uh, called me on the way to the airport and introduced himself and said he'd be there. I'm like, all right, sick. So I find Guatemala City. And seriously, like, you see these movies where people step off the plane and it's just full-on third-world gnarly. Like, that's how it was. Like, yeah. animals running through the airport parking lot. It's just full <laughs> chaos. Like, nothing. I, I didn't expect that. And uh, whatever the race went good, I, I won. Um, I hope the problem so. was is I my flight was back on Sunday, and uh, the guy that brought me down was like, "Well, we have a big problem because the banks aren't open, and I can't get your money until Monday." Blah blah blah. And uh, I'm like, "Well, you know, something needs to happen. I got to go home because I had to I had to fly out the next weekend back to Spain on like Tuesday." So I'm kind of freaking out. He's like, "Well, I have a solution, but we have to go." to this guy's house and I'm not going to lie to you. He's a drug dealer. Um, <laughs> but I grew up with him. I know him really well, but he's the only person I know that has enough American dollars that can cover this and be no worries. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So we roll over to this guy's house and it's like driving down this dirt road. And there's kind of like an embankment, like a dirt, it would just look like kind of a hill. And there was like a garage door built into the hill. Yeah. And it was pretty like unassuming looking. Well, we pull up, and then the garage door opens, and we roll down this hill, and it just opens into this, like, big valley. And this dude has this, like, huge house, cars, like, bikes, dune buggies, like, full-on, like, Pablo Escobar style. <laughs> and uh, I'm, like, I'm like freaking. Like, there's dudes with, like, rifles, and you know what I mean? It's, like, straight out of a movie. But the guy was super nice. He's just, you know, I'm getting, like, briefed on the way there. He's just, like, be cool. Don't do Don't anything make any stupid. sudden moves. Normal. It's fine. <laughs> so I'm just like, you know, hands hands to my sides. Don't say anything. You know, introduce myself and just stand there like a statue because I don't want to do anything crazy. <laughs> and, uh, like, everything went fine. Like, I got my money and we left. But uh, I guess he was tell the guy was telling me that, like, six months earlier, that guy was on his way to his old house. Uh, he got a phone call. The, the cops were waiting on him and had raided his whole property. So he had started over and bought that whole property starting from nothing. Like, he had bought all that in the last six months. Like, you're talking Jeez. like crazy money people, you know? These mafia guys took us out in Monterey, Mexico, as a matter of fact. Downtown, we're in these big black Mercedes tinted windows, and we pull up to the stoplight, and the guy gets out. There's cops next to us. He gets out, gets on the hood of his car, and starts shooting a gun into the air in the middle of this big <laughs> intersection, like, packed intersection. Um uh, I don't know, Kyle Lewis. There was there was a few of us there. Yeah, yeah. It just I was curled up in a little ball, like ready to cry in the back of the car, just going, "I'm dying right now for sure." This and what? they ended up taking us to this other club. I immediately just got in a cab. Oh yeah, yeah. Back to the hotel. I was freaking, freaking out. Yeah. The guy that brought me down there was this guy Fritz. He like a 
like 18 months after I was there, got murdered, shot in the head. Oh, uh, him in a, yeah. In his car, he was in a field, just shot in the head. Like no, nothing stolen, no nothing. Yeah, just yeah. Dead. Just did something, did something wrong. Yeah, just crossed somebody. 97 CR comes out, aluminum frame. MC's just like no, and I love your story because you developed that thing. You wrote it in 95, even right or 96. Yeah, we wrote it right. for a couple years and just, just. And you said, hey guys, this is not. No, you wrote it. It was great. And you went back and wrote the final version. Yeah, what happened was, uh, just real quick, I mean, yeah. it started out, it was really good. You yeah. know, it was really good. Well, Honda's, you know, they're gnarly about durability and, and, and all that. And right. they do, a, you know, a lot of durability. And as soon as we started doing durability testing, the frame started cracking. Every time the frame cracked, they'd add something to it to make sure it didn't crack. Uh -huh. Well, it would start cracking in another spot. Until finally they had so much aluminum on the thing that it was just, I mean, we nicknamed it the lead pipe. It was just a big <laughs> steel, gnarly thing. Yeah. And didn't um, have, the radiator was a single radiator underneath it. It was a big it. square yeah. single radiator. And yeah. the, I mean, that thing kept falling off because it would crack. So they'd beef that up. And, and you know, aluminum is so temperamental. Yeah. You do one little thing to it, you can drill a little tiny hole in it and it makes the bike handle completely different, yeah. you know. So um, they just kept adding and adding and adding until finally... I'm like, you guys, come on, man. Let's just right. let's wait another year and and come on. I mean, <laughs> I'd go out on a 96 and I would be like five to six seconds faster a lap, like right. like serious, serious. Yeah. And um, you know, but they were already committed and it was a done deal. And and, and you were telling, you said that you got a little bit of hot water because you were telling Dave Arnold, do not release that bike. <laughs> Yeah, it, was, it, it, it started getting real frustrating because I, you know, I, I took it pretty personal. Yeah. You know, when you do a lot of testing and people start knowing that you're kind of the test guy and you know they the bike's going to be a yeah. pile of crap and, and you know, it kind of looks bad on you. So I'm like, come on, no, don't. So I'd go test something. I'd come in and I just, I would be bitter. I'd be yeah. like, no, this thing sucks. <laughs> and so finally Dave Arnold was like, okay, look. He pulled me aside. He's like, we understand. It's not that good. I'm like, no, the thing sucks. <laughs> Maybe a few like, F-bombs in there. Yeah, yeah, there was more than a few. And and he basically told me, all right, when you come in, at least say something good about the bike, and then you can kind of <laughs> rip it a little bit. So I'd come in, and I'd go, man, this bike looks really cool, but it just sucks. And I'd just go into all these reasons why it was just a big pile of crap. And, uh. um it ended up, uh, they, you know, they had to bring it out. They were already committed. How's the weather going to be? Is it going to be 110 or 98? No, no it's going to be in the 80s. You'll be all right. Really? Yeah. Sweet. Wait a minute. It was 98 when I just pulled up to the house. <laughs> They're expecting was, a cold front to come through. Damon, there's a cold front blowing through. Now we got Watson, the weatherman. <laughs> Damon, you're 1992 Las Vegas Supercross, and you cleaned out Metaspitch. I was 12 years old watching it. <laughs> That burned into my head, and I swear to God, the very next weekend, like three quarters ago in this race, I just I was like a 125 beginner or something crazy. I came to the <laughs> corner. A guy was right in front of me. I took the craziest line and cleaned that dude out. Damn Brad style. <laughs> you had flashbacks? Uh, I mean, number that's four, what I was doing. You know, I was like, I'm, I'm going in here. I'm cleaning this guy out just like Damon did, and sure enough, that dude went down. <laughs> So did I. you <laughs> the whole deal. I didn't care. That's I all. just caught the tail end of the story. This, this kid on 85 busted his fucking thigh this weekend. The last person to jump it was David Pangree. <laughs> there we go. What a legacy. <laughs> hey, do you know what makes that story even better? What? I have never been to 10 Mississippi in my life. <laughs> ever. <laughs> never, ever. The Chinese tornado company did not think that story was awesome, though. 
No. No, I've been threatened with a lawsuit two times. One was, one was Rosie's Pizza back in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little story I wrote about that place. And uh, the other one was Tornado. Sky Team. Uh, yeah. Now, Real Rosie's Pizza in, Philly, in New Philly? In New Philly, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that place is terrible. Um, Have you you beaten there? Oh, yeah. I've been there before with Brock. That place sucks. Yeah, yeah it was terrible. That big overset, yeah, though, so- heavy set lady? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. Uh, hey, uh, Ping, yeah. it wouldn't make it up the hills, right? Uh, I finally got up. Took me took me like three tries to get up the big hill, Glen Helen. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, and then it blew up. It it blew up and I had to pull her in. So not quite up. You get, you get, a, yet you get a new motor for one of those things for for about twenty bucks. So it's not too bad. <laughs> well, you just go down to Pet Boys and pick up a whole new one for two hundred bucks. Um, you do that. I would say ping. Like even I get asked about that story a lot. You know what I mean? Like if your name comes up or you're somewhere or Racer X, like that story was almost iconic. Do you agree? You know, I, it's, I get asked about that story more than any other thing I've ever written. Yeah, so. yeah I agree. I get asked about it more than anything I've ever written. Well, <laughs> because we, uh, we, we just did it up good too. Like, you know, I, I went way over the top. Yeah. Put, we put posts on the internet about how I had re-signed with this thing, kind of leading up to when the story dropped. And, yeah. Um, so people really believed like it was going down. Yeah. So that that just kind of made the whole thing <clears throat> made it even better. Yeah, I keep telling Billy like, man, you need to post that on the inter- on our website again. Just put it up so people that missed it can yeah. can read it because it's pretty funny. Are you a Dostal? Are you guys on the same uh, same unit or same place? No, he, he's working on an ambulance as an EMT. I'm doing I'm doing my paramedic internship with well, the fire department. What if so we're doing what if things. You know, you're first on the scene, fire is. What if you're, my buddy Ron told me that. You're first on the scene. There's an ambulance call. Dossel shows up. You two immediately starts bench racing about 96 Glen Helen. And the guy, <laughs> and the guy dies. <laughs> what then, You just ran down a, a, a typical call. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. yep. Our winners are good. Nate. Nate and his dad are, are I mean, Nate's not his dad. You're such a dick. Sheesh, dude. Dude. Why do I always think it's that the, there was a guy with a dad? That's right, there was. But it's not Nate. No, Nate's dad is dead. His dad is dead. Yeah. Shit. Nate's dad's <laughs> hanging out with Hank. <laughs> Buddy. Buddy. Sorry. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Uh, Sixty-nine. So 69 yeah. Is. What's that? Yeah, sixty-nine. Grow up. There's a couple references to you not remembering that it's Nate's dead dad. <laughs> yeah, that's good not thing. coming. Good thing. good thing Nate Nate was a good soldier about that. Yeah, and to set up for uh, the coming shows, uh, Tits is blocking the Dungy Crap Talkers on Twitter at this point. Oh, how how ironic is that? I I, I put out an open tweet saying any uh, Dungy Trash Talk directed at me will respond in a you know the right. block. And people really did. Oh, they they they, they tested me. Yeah. I, uh, it's amazing how it. you block people for their. Yeah, I know. You know, yeah, yeah. You want you want to get into that or no? No, I got it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, let me help you out, Dungey, and do you a favor. Oh wait, oops. Show sixty nine. Some big news 
while uh, while we were gone. Three big, things. What's big news? What do you let's want to talk it. about, Kenny? What, let's hear how big of news this really is in the in motorcycle. It's not world. big news, but what do you want, people want to hear from us and what we think? The run, Dungeon to KTM officially oh, that's, came out. That's freaking huge. That's Brayton the Honda came out. Whoa. Short to ha- to Larry Brooks Honda oh, came God, out. I was Mike lo- Fisher got fired. I was losing sleep all of out that, of those that's four, four not three. By the way, Mike yeah, Fisher got fired. What do you okay, want? Okay, I lost sleep over all four of those. Whatever, dude. You know what? Forget it. He's riding a JGR Yamaha today for the second time. Um, and they can pay him. I don't know how much or, more or whatever, but they can pay him. To me, the real vital question for him is how much, how much does he value the money or the bike? That's the question. Right? Yep. If he, if he values the money, he rides a Yamaha, even though he doesn't like it. He's, gone on, he's told everybody he doesn't like the Yamaha. If he thinks he can win and make money that way, he'll go on a Suzuki. Hey, there's no secret that uh, – well, first of all, before we get too far into this, what what, what happened at L and M, Larry? Dude, what, why are you putting him on the spot? Dude? I know, but I got it. If I don't ask, just him, tell him it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it didn't work out, and I walked away, and and uh, well, no, I was told not to come back, and and I didn't. Wow, that's kind of gnarly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that one must have been like, dude, since she started that whole deal, that must have been like a freaking kick in the gut. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm reading all these interviews that everybody's doing and just kind of laughing and, you know, everyone wants to make themselves look good. I don't know. I, I, I really don't have anything to say about it. It just didn't work out. And I'm going to go do a new thing. Okay. Last question. Did you enjoy your family time? <laughs> uh, I don't know how much, uh, quality family time I actually had, Right. Uh, but I, I, I was around my family a lot. Definitely. How did it start? Who who decided, hey, let's go racing? Um, well, I had been talking to Jeremy uh, since I had some time off and a little bit of a time on my hands, should I say, uh, and and just kind of brainstormed the idea. And, and, you know, I wrote it down, kind of put it in a business form and and actually approached him. And, you know, he, he actually said something to me first that he may be interested in, in you know, taking on the role of an owner, you know, getting involved in a, in team ownership. And, and so I took that and brainstormed it a little bit and thought, shoot, you know, maybe I should have, the first one I want to approach or somebody that I want to uh, partner with is somebody that I enjoy working with. And, and we've been friends for a long time. So that was the first guy that I, I went to, but actually he was the first one to say something to me. And so I just kind of took what his comments were and, built it into a program and then came back at him and said, what do you think about this? And mm-hmm. he thought it was a really good idea, and we jumped in, in bed together. When Koi gets on, I want to say, hey, Koi, did you hear the, the rumor? Uh, we just got confirmation from Suzuki that James Hunt. Uh, but I'll tell you right now, if he does get him, you're not going to be welcome in the truck when Stewart has full run of the yeah, truck. Yeah, does that change at all? Does, is that my status change at all uh, if you do uh, sign? Uh, I, never thought, I never welcomed you in the truck to begin with, but somehow you always appear. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Dude. You said every other week, and I made plans, bro. Dude, it's Nate. He won the contest. That's fine. Nate could have my seat. Dude, you're part of the contest. Dude, and Nate could come by, you're and I'll shake. Supposed to give his... him a tour of the your rig and the whole deal. Dude, he could. I can do that on Saturday. I got plans, bro. And, and your race shop. No, Nate gets to sit in that chair with your magic. What about and, and what my about, magic? What about Nate's dead dad? What What about Nate's dead dad, dude? Don't you think he'd want you to be here? Yeah, I'll be here. <laughs> Good one, Tits. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know the whole story. I, I know Ping was a little upset uh, about Tickle Owens people some money. Put it out there. 
And that's about it. I don't really know, to be honest. How could he owe people money for what? Yeah, I don't know. Agents and trainers and but I don't know if it's true. Like I think I think the Paul Lindsay thing is true, but what's the Paul Lindsay thing? He just owes Paul some money from from when Paul was his agent. But but there's two sides to every story and you know, I know Ping has been upset about it for a while and he put it out there and, and I mean I could have objected to it on the show. I maybe should have. But I kind of trust Ping and what he knows and, and whatever. But as far as my involvement, I don't really know. This is, what the, this is what I know, that now that you talk about it, and I uh-huh. heard someone bring this up a while ago, um, everyone jumped on the bandwagon when he won the championship, and they all thought they earned a piece of it. I know that the agent, the trainers, and the guys like that, he had a deal, and then when he won, he, he thought all those people, you know, if it's a contract and a contract and you're in there and you're an agent and you say, hey, you, and that's something that I've never, ever agreed on in my life I agree, is yeah. that an agent gets a percent of your championship because does an agent get a percent of your broken femur? Uh, tits, are you, are you going to still block people who talk crap on Ryan Dungey? Uh, yes. Hey, Tits, I wouldn't block too many people, dude, because I, I look at your followers and you don't got that many. That's okay. I'm willing to, to give up any or all of them that I have to. My, to my heart to... wants me to go to JGR, but my head's telling me he's going to Suzuki. That's longer than 30 seconds. I think he's going to Suzuki, too. That would suck. I, I would really like to see JGR get him. I, just for, I want to see the team get him, but I don't think that says much for James getting back on a Yamaha when we know he doesn't like it. But we'll see. It's the biggest question uh, in our sport. I think, uh, right I think money's talking, though, at this point in time. Yeah, could be. Could be. Show number 70, K-Dub claims that you cannot call RV a oh, friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Didn't we call RV? We did. Yeah. Yep. And he didn't really say I was his friend either, though. He he didn't say you you were neither a friend nor not a friend. It was yeah. just kind of like yeah. He said you were definitely more than more than a friend. Yeah, more than acquaintance. Yeah, right. No, it's, I'll take that. Sure. Nick comes on and he's talking about his comment. They got a lot of play from the Monster Energy Cup. Don't need a big truck to do big things. Yeah. Nate was in studio, um, right? Nate was here. Yeah. Was a, yes, Nate was in what, studio. What did you guys? What did you think of Nate? He killed it. You liked it? Yeah, I did. You, I, you I thought he did good? really good. Yep. Yeah. What do you think, Swizzle? I think. I think there needs to be a shootout between Nate's laugh and Jr's drunk laugh. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're um, both pretty good. And you actually sent us via email, uh, Swizzle, last week one of the clips of Nate where he said he shot, made fun of Kenny or made fun of Hanny. Kenny gave him a dirty look, and he goes, "I'll leave now. I'll leave now." <laughs> right. That was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he that's definitely good. in the was good. in he, the best of show. Nate was a good dude. He came across really good. I'm glad he won. Like we did a good. You know, a good guy to win, like, mm. we picked it well. You know what I mean? Because yep. otherwise the guy would have just sat here in silence or whatever and looked at all of us. So, Hasman actually made a call on this show to express his worry that the Hanny-K-Dub relationship is going to negatively affect the K-Dub-Mathis relationship on the show. Well, that's to be, that remains to be seen. Show 70. I know the hippie and the hicks looking for another host. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, Kenny, you listen to that show. I do. Did I'm they, happy. Did I they bag on you? A little bit. A little bit. They didn't say my name, though. So. Oh. But I was, uh, the only reason they bagged on me, I think, is because I was affiliated with you. Oh, yeah. And I don't think Which the guy really. Which happens to you a lot. But he, he told me, like, he didn't tell me, but in the show he was talking about how you guys were cool. Like, he liked you or he likes you. One of the guys. used to, right, yeah. Right, right. But now he just says you're an idiot or something. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know, but yeah. I don't get it. I just don't know how people can go and, and have that kind of show when they don't live the life and work it every day and they don't have their credentials. Yeah, he he said he might have been a manager of like a bike shop or something. 
But, you know, the other guys, I, I don't know if they're just, you know, riders or do. I don't know much about the guys. But I, I, I just think some of this stuff is really uncalled for. And I'm not that guy because I'm usually the guy that wants to talk shit on everybody. But there's a line you have to draw sometime, you know. And there's people that you can call out and people you can't call out. And I think some of the people they do call out is kind of a borderline. Well, that's just it. I mean, you really got to uh, – uh, I mean, if you're going to say something, you got to have something to backing you up, right? Yeah, and I don't uh, – yeah. you know, it just always comes back to back in the day when I worked for this guy or back in the day when I did this. It's like, dude, we're not talking about 11 years ago or 12 years ago. We're talking about present time, you know. Do you know really what goes on? Do you know what these guys are doing? Do you – or is it hearsay? Is it so-and-so told me that so-and-so said this? It comes from my aunt's sister's cousin's brother <laughs> that told me that yeah. this guy did this. Yeah, I mean, was, come there, on. Yeah, the less, the, the less time spent on it, the better, I would say. So, but he didn't get a million. He got like 500 grand after taxes. And no, then, he had a choice. Uh, he could take 500000 right now in a one-sum – Payment, which after taxes about three fifty probably, uh-huh. or he gets five hundred. He gets he gets fifty k a year for twenty years. Yeah, I I'd take that. He did. He took that. He took the payout. And I said, dude, what if Fell goes out of business? You can be effed. And he's like, eh. He didn't really care. You know, I could say everything, but you know, as respect for the team, that I'm, I'm going to let them, you know, send a press release, you know, about what they're going to do next year. Uh, basically, they're going to go with, uh, you know. Um, can I say it? Can I say it? Program that you know I I don't really want to get involved in. Oh, so you don't want to work? But you don't want to work with the Alessis? Uh, basically. Oh, <laughs> what, a, dude? Freaking Mathis. Everybody, everybody knows, but you know, I you know I I don't want to say. I just want to wait until they make it. Uh, right. You know, make it official. It? You know, I don't want to. But you know, it's kind of the deal, and um, you know, I'm I'm not really. Agreeing that's the way, um, you know, our team should be going, and you know that's about it. It's just like a difference of opinion, and 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 that's it. And I don't, I'm still a moral concept guy, and uh, I might still be involved in the company on a <clears throat> on other on projects, but not in in the race. Geico um, apparently is going Yosh next year, Kenny. Drop the pro circuit, so uh, that's an interesting interesting uh, thing to see. They've been trying to get away from Mitch Payton. Nothing against Mitch Payton and Pro Circuit, but they go head to head every weekend with the guy. I don't think it's. I don't think it's about Mitch. I just think it's about the whole Yosh and Factory Honda, and I think they're well, going to try to I do just, some more stuff with it. I just don't think they want to. They want to go. I don't. I don't. You know? I think you're trying to open up something that's not even there. I think. No, it's I'm just not trying to open it. I know it's there. Okay. Just like you said, Steve knows everything. No, I know it from talking to people. I know everything from talking to people at Geico Honda. They would like to compete with Mitch using other parts and not to be dependent on a team they're going head-to-head with. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be a guy that sits through tents. I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, as the years have, if you look back on my career, like I've just gotten better and better and better, and I think this is the final step to either you do it or you don't. And I think I'm willing to handle that pressure and, and willing to take that risk. I mean, I could have rode for a different team, I believe, to and maybe be happy with, fifth, sixth, or seventh, but I don't want that. The team doesn't want that, and it's time to step up, and uh, and I'm ready to rise to the occasion. Whether I go win a bunch of races or I don't, I believe I got the best shot to do it. And if I don't, then it's on Justin Brayton. That actually should say something about the X-Brands, though, because I don't even have a deal done with them, and I chose to wear them. I could have wore just, I mean, I could have went and bought the goggles I wanted to wear, whatever. I could have called some people up and I'm sure yeah. wore different goggles, but 
I've been wearing the X Games for a while, and those things are they're pretty legit. Oh, I'm, thanks, I'm buddy. So, Dude, how could you call Ryan Villapoto your friend? Do you hang out with Ryan Villapoto? No, you're acquaintances. You you do business. Well, so you're telling me you're you, going to you, hang you out? You weren't letting me finish. Wait, no, I'm going to tell you. You're, so you're going to tell me if Ryan Villapoto quit racing tomorrow that you're going to call him and, and go hang out with him? Bullshit. Bullshit. Okay. Bullshit. Well, you're, you're his friend because he races dirt bikes. That's the only reason you're his friend. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that for sure. Now, Kenny's claiming that you guys aren't bros or whatever and yeah. don't hang out. Nope. You're not friends. But did or did not RV ask you if you were going out with him that night? He did. You know how many people Villapoto yeah. asked to go out with him? He just won a million bucks. Of course he wants everyone <laughs> to go out with him. RV. Matthews, what's up? Hey, thanks, thanks, buddy. I know you're having dinner or something, but am I your friend? What was that? Am I your you, friend? You Are, Wait, we friends? Hey, Are we Phil friends? Hey, Villapoto, this is Watson. Before you say uh, what, yes or no, I want, you, I want you to describe what a friend is. Someone that you hang out with, someone you go on vacation with, someone for you to go shoot guns with, someone that you hang out with. That's a friend. Or is Steve Mathis a, an acquaintance? Uh, uh, he, he, he's definitely more than an acquaintance. Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay, when was the last time you guys went <laughs> documented? Who documented. shot? Who, who invited me over? Who let me shoot their guns at their house? Invited me out to watch him ride. Brian Villapoto. We did have uh, David Villaman on who, who said he quit Moto Concepts because he didn't want to be the manager. They're going to hire Michael Essie next year. And, and DV refused to work with Mike and Tony, so he, he quit. So next year, Moto well, Concepts. I would have, too. <laughs> Are you going to bonus out Mike and how much and what's going to happen? And me and Kenny talked about it. And Kenny was definitely like, there is no way you should give him 10%. <laughs> so uh, the, are, what, what are you going to do? Do you know yet? Have you talked to him about it? Uh, I'll bonus him on the gear to answer that question. Wow. There you go. There you go. That's exactly what I, that's what I thought. That's going to be nice. Good, good for Mikey. If you do the other interviews all the time, people never see your personality. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. Is, is Dungey gets heat because he does say the same thing all the time. It's nothing ever different. So I'm a little bit... I say a little bit different, come across a little bit different, and now I'm getting heat from being different. So, yeah. so all, to all those people that I'm that's giving me heat, should I be the same and do the same thing every time? No, that's just it. You can't win. I, you know, I'd like to see Dungey do some interviews a little more like what you do with me. And, and so you've done the normal interviews. You do them. You've done a lot of them. So I, I, I see no right. problem. Nobody, myself, Ryan, James, Chad, nobody's going nobody's gonna to beat the men behind the computer screen typing in <laughs> all of their knowledge they know and, and put right. it on the TV or put it on, put it on the computer. Clint was um, definitely the coolest out of all you dorks. <laughs> <laughs> I used to like you until you just threw me under the bus, guy. Call me guy now? I don't even got a name. Who threw you under the bus? No, no the guy yeah. on the phone. You just said he was the coolest guy. You just said I was the I'm coolest, coolest guy. I'm the coolest guy or he's the coolest no, guy? No, that's Nate. Nate. I said, what did I say? You said Clinton. You said Clinton. Clinton kick rocks. Nate's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's lots of people that, out there that use HGH and it's not helping them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I got news for you. Next year with Josh Hansen, you're going to have a lot of guys that you're going to have to calm down. Hey, yeah. He won't have to when he pulls off the track before the race is over. Whoa! Oh, Nate! Oh, throwing bombs. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> they said, uh, you're, you're, you know, you're out of a van in the pits with an easy up, uh, Nick said. You don't need a big truck to do big things. 
<laughs> no, she asked me if I won the million if I'd buy a new truck, and I just straight up said no. And then there was like some weird silence for a minute, and I had to explain. He's trying to claim that him and RV are, are friends. I say they're they're acquaintances. I'm with, I'm with I'm with you, Dub. I kind of get wore out with Mathis trying to just blow these dudes. Yeah, I, I'm exactly. He's running around with shit all over his face and an ink fucking from Blaze, <laughs> and it's not from Blaze Donuts, brother. <laughs> you know, at no time Bradshaw was leading you in Idaho. Bradshaw whole shot and was just dominating. <laughs> and then Lunas left a couple bolts loose. <laughs> and so this front brake hopper came off at the end of the whoops and he tipped over and actually bench pressed his bike in the corner, launched it <laughs> off the berm. Frank Hopkins was too close to the track and he landed on his foot. He went out with a couple of dudes after the race and they went to like the yeah. local, you know, watering hole. And they, I guess they stopped at someone's house, and they left their car running in in the street, and they ran in the house, and Bradshaw was in someone else's truck, and Bradshaw hopped in the dude's car and was doing e-brakes in front of that guy's house, going like 60 down this little side street in front of the guy's house. <laughs> they came out, and the guy was like, dude, he's in my car. They're all, it's cool. It's David Bradshaw in your car. And the guy goes, okay, that's cool. <laughs> Nate's from Montana. You got a question for Nick Way? Hey, yeah. Uh, What's hey, up, Nate? Not much. What's happening? Hey, when... Uh, when you uh, beat uh, Bradshaw in Idaho, did you walk up to him and say, you know why my name is on the back of my pants? It's so you know who to follow. If you've ever hung out with Bradshaw, Nate, you know you don't get that lippy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There'd be like some dudes who I'd race with around Michigan, and they'd be having this Randy's Race Mod sticker on their bike. And I'm like, who the hell is Randy's Race Mod? And then I'd be like, then I'd be at practice at this Baja track one day, and this dude rolls, this dude's like all giggly with his other friend and talking about... Dude, this chick, I just hooked it up there in the weeds. I'll you if you want some. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, who is this? Who is this a-hole? Right? Right. <laughs> this was like a long time ago. Yeah. Obviously. So then, He'd never so hook up with the chicken know, bushes now. big nasty <laughs> for obvious reasons. But then his name's not even Randy. But, like, his whole crew at home, like, they're just local racers. And, like, McGrath was, like, big at, you know, obviously he was, like, killing it at the time. And R.L., Randy Lawrence was McGrath's mechanic. So Big Nasty's like 13, 14, 15 at the time in uh -huh. age range. So they, they just start, can he like, he was, he rode some, but he was like always down to just work on the bikes too. So they'd be hanging in the garage and he'd always just be working on like his buddy's bike. He was like, trying to be pro, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of like, so they just hit him with Randy because he's like, because they looked up to McGrath and Randy Lawrence. Uh, oh, so yeah, he was just <laughs> Randy's Randy. race mods, all that whole program. <laughs> Where to begin? Because I never ever felt so much. Yeah, Van Halen coming at you. Sammy Hagar, 5150. Thanks to Chris, by the way, for sending me the album cover of Hey, what did you do with that money? What money? That your mom gave you for the singing lessons because you suck. The Ooh. dynamic of the show. Once Hanny is actually in place and all this stuff, and, you know, all kidding aside, you know, we all have our opinions and everything else. The guy's a really talented rider, but it is an image-driven team, you know. And, and I understand what Kenny's getting at, you know, with the image and all that stuff. But, you know, I, I always make funny Kenny call him Corpo Kenny, and he's talking about that. But I like all the old-school stuff because, you know, I'm an old guy, and, and I hope that never goes away. But I can see a lot of friction starting at uh, Anaheim 1, you know, especially once you're banned from the pits and a test track and all that crap. Um, you see, uh, you see that, that this relationship ending. Kenny and I? Uh, no, I don't think so. He he did tell me that the uh, there's gonna they're gonna have two trucks. Looks like. Yeah. And the hot dogs will be in the truck that Hanny is not. Yep. There we go. 
I'm good. Steve is welcome right. to come over to our truck, but he is not welcome in the Hansen truck because I don't want to stir up flames between both of them. Well, the Dream Team is lame. Yeah. Like, it's pretty lame. Yeah. It's Castillo, who's, like, super cool and a good guy. And he is? Yeah. And then oh. there's, three, there's three losers yeah. that follow him. You know, they think Castillo is their god. Yeah, so that's all. he is. He's God bod. I'm trying to get a rela- reaction, but he's not. He's obviously not listening. <laughs> is he part of Circle Jerkies? No, no, he's, no, 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 no. He's, oh, no. He's, he's the vice president of the Dream Team. Dude, yeah. he's not Circle Jerkies. He hates the Circle Jerkies with a passion. Show number seventy-one, Dungy blocked tits. This is when I finally realized. I have no idea when he actually did block me, but it was sometime in between the Monster Cup show and this one. But, uh, right. And why he, you know because you tried to tweet him? Is that no, it? no? It How was just like so, someone had retweeted something or something like that. And I'm like, I, I don't remember seeing that. So I go and I went to try and look at his profile to see his tweets to see if uh-huh. what was going on. And then I get the little pop up that says, you know, just a generic. They they've either protected their tweets or you're not allowed to see it or something like that. And I'm like, what? And I look and it says I'm not following him. I'm like, that's not right. Hit the follow <laughs> button. And it won't let me do it. And I'm like, this user what? has blocked. This user has blocked. What? What is going on? <laughs> this is something's not right. <laughs> Help! Help! Yeah. Yeah. My, my world came crashing down around yeah. me. I, honestly, I, I would love for the for the fact that he thinks you're creepy and all that <laughs> like, to be the reason why he blocked you. Uh-huh. Like I would love that, but he probably just thought you were spam. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Unless you're not telling us something. No, I I I've been fully forthcoming. With the, with the whole yeah. deal, like yeah. he, he's not—he's a good guy. He's not going to do that, you know. Like, he's know. not going to. Did you actually mention him in your cream my pants tweet? I did. Yeah, I that might have been the dagger. Okay, I th- well, I'm, see, I'm pretty sure that was it. Like I'm putting myself in those shoes. If someone said, "Hey, man, I loved your show. It made me laugh. Uh, Kenny's poo story was hilarious. I cream my pants." I'd be like, <laughs> "That's creepy and weird." I would not block him though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why. I don't know if that's what did it. That's why I think it's more of the um, the triple. He thinks that Tits Legendary is spam. How do you do? How do you do? <laughs> what do you do? You talk about it all the time. That's what you no, do. No, I don't no, talk I don't talk about it. I know. You bring but, it up or other people bring it up. No, yeah, you, meaning that's what, that's right, what, that's yeah. what you do. Okay, yeah. You, you talk about it all the time. And on with uh, Show 71, there's uh, the first ever uh, Paul and K-Dub car ride. Mm. Yeah, which was good, which was good and funny, uh, because we did it on spur of the moment, right? Spur, yeah, we just had you hitting the the drops. Uh, we didn't do anything. I recovered the audio from the car ride. They're, 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 uh, it was yeah, authentic. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, this no, is not fabricated we whatsoever. Got, we got the audio from the we, car we, ride. <laughs> yeah, no, I got it. Show seventy one. Another big news on, on the weekend is uh, tits. Do you want do you want to talk about this now or talk later? about what? You want to talk about it now or later? Talk about what? Ron Dungey blocked you on Twitter. <laughs> do you want to? Do you know that, Kenny? I kind of had a little feeling it was coming because when I made a call to him for you, I tried you had to call. A feeling it was coming. I tried to call Dunge. He wasn't getting back to me. Uh, so I got the guy who knows Dunge and who who Dungey will pick the phone up. Uh, Maybe look into it a little bit, Tits. Why your favorite rider blocked you on Twitter, Kenny? What? What, did you get to the bottom of it? I mean, I'm sure you talked about a lot of other things. Well, but at first he thought it was a chick, and then he thought it was some like porn site, some right. porn. So I mean, Tits, what did you do to make him block you? I don't know, dude. Come on, 
Because he said that was, they, he thought it was some kind of like stocky weird deal. Like kind of like wouldn't surprise me actually. But do you tweet him a lot? No, I don't. Actually. Tits. Dude, you can look at my timeline. Tits. I really don't. He blocked you though. I he did. That had to hurt. Oh, more I than mean, you know. I can imagine more if Tim Barry, you know. if I went to go and say, hey, hey, Timmy, uh, great job at Summercross, this user has blocked you. I mean, I could just imagine that feeling. My heart uh-huh. still has not repaired itself. What was the last <laughs> thing you said to him to, ma- to maybe make you block him? There, there were two tweets. The last two tweets that I remember saying to him was it the cup. Uh-huh. And I, there was the one where I was joking saying I was going to try and get it an interview because I was press for the day. Right. I, yeah, I remember that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then someone said something about uh, if I peed my pants because I saw that Dungey was racing. I said, no, I creamed in my pants. And maybe that was it. There you go. JS7, James Stewart, did pick uh, JGR. Any thoughts on that? Good for him. Okay, thanks. Had to. Oh, shut up, Watson. Oh, suck it. Piach. Hey, this is Kenny going to. Uh, this is Kenny going to California tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, going to see Hart. Hart, what's up? I'll see you in a little bit, bro. That is the sound of an ice cold Red Bull. Hey, Lindsay's with me. That Paul Lindsay in the car. Paul's cracking a Red Bull. I'm rocking out. We're gonna see. Hey, have another Red Bull, Paul. All right, that's Kenny tomorrow. Uh, you and Paul Lindsay going down. Paul's drinking Red Bulls, cracking them open, and you're listening to Fleetwood on the way to Cali. Uh, that's good. Good okay. times. Good are times. You, are you done, dude? Yeah, no, I'm done. I can't figure it out, Steve. This this guy will not listen to your show. I'm trying to get him to listen to your show, and I'm asking him right now, Carl, why will you not listen to the show? Because I don't want to listen to a bunch of people talk about bullshit, and I want to listen to music. A while back on Twitter, um, I had tweeted back and forth with you a couple of times, and you had kind of proclaimed your disgust with Aaliyah. Can you tell me why and, you know, what's your reasoning towards that? Well, I don't want to go too much into it, but my my opinion is based off of a, um, an autopsy that I saw on one of my best friends, and kind of that's really... All I got to say, you know, like I just don't, I don't believe it's good. Um, I don't believe that what they claim is necessarily accurate. And yeah, that's just kind of my belief. And you know, as long as I believed in it, I wore it. And then the day that I thought otherwise, I quit wearing it. And I, you know, I think that that's my opinion. It's not necessarily something that everyone else should follow suit and, mm-hmm. and or anything like that. But I think that a lot of things that they claim and um, are not necessarily. You know, what I believe. I went through a stage where it was a job, and it was, I wouldn't say it was boring, but it was just blah. You know, like, I felt like I was doing it because I could and because I somewhat had to because it was all I knew. Um, I feel like my two years away from outdoors and, um, you know, and, 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 and even having Tate, you know, as in, in Ellie, you know, I feel like they bring perspective to my life and bring, you know, kind of a new excitement for me. So I'm loving racing, racing motorcycles more than I ever raced, you know, ever loved it, actually. You know, I feel like that was, and running my own team, you know, not dealing with a lot of the political bullshit that you have to do on, on a lot of those teams. Yeah. Uh, for me, that it's sprung a lot of excitement, and it just, I think it's more pure for me. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy working with a team, and, and riding a motorcycle is fun, is what it's ever been for me. What's up? Um, I keep getting Twitter, people blowing me up on my Twitter about, uh, Stu said he, on, your, on a podcast or something, that he's going to take me out. Oh, JS? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, um, I, uh, uh... I haven't, obviously I haven't listened, but I've seen it, and, 
I was wondering in what context he said. He said, you got one coming, Chad. He goes, you got one coming. Uh, um, yeah, is he... It, is that it? Are we, are we shit-talking in November? No, no, no listen, listen. No, he wasn't shit-talking I'll say this. I'll say, hey, what's up with you and Reedy? Like, I know you guys were talking, uh, maybe going over there. He said, yeah, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we were talking. And, and he goes, I'm... My situation with Chad Reed is that I'm on guard with Chad Reed because he goes right before Atlanta, you know, with the whole Brooks thing, he was high-fiving me, telling me what an awesome job I did with that and how he's pumped with me. <laughs> and then he, the dude takes me out four hours later. He goes, so I don't know where I stand with Chad Reed. I'm on guard. <laughs> I think they're pretty much even, though. I mean, even though he didn't do it on purpose, right. he, he cleaned Chad's clock in Dallas. I wrote this story on, on uh, Alex Gobert's website about you at Bercy the first time I ever saw you um, when you took out MC in that turn uh, and how it was you know, kind of a big shock. And then I, I wrote the story, and I remember vividly MC getting up and walking the distance of the pits to go talk to you. Do you remember that? Um well, not only, yeah, not only did he walk the distance, man, because he got all those bicycle rack things, you know, yeah. like the dividing all the, you know, at Bursley, they all split up everyone's pit area by Suzuki's, you know, Honda's, yeah. Cow, you know, whatever. And, like, he was, like, literally at, you know, I was at Cowie, and he was at Yamaha, and he, like, didn't walk around. He, like, stepped over and climbed over every one of them, you know, and it was, like, yeah. this big, like, yeah. long, drawn-out slow-mo, like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, he's my, well, my guy that I, like, totally idolize and look up to, and mm-hmm. he's coming to, like, literally going to punch me. What, and, <laughs> what did he say? Yeah, so I, I lost a lot of respect for him that night, actually, to be honest with you, the mm-hmm. fact that, like, just how he acted and, you know, some of the things that he said and, and all that, but, um, you know, for, from a little kid that, like, I, I mean, I literally was just looking at him in awe, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, like, there was no part of me that wanted to drop the guy and put him on the ground. I was just trying to race and trying to make a pass. Um, you know, uh, I guess the reason why I was behind him for so damn long, and it was, I think it was the last lap, actually, mm-hmm. um, was because I respected him so much and idolized right. him so much that, you know, I was being so nice to him, and he was quite slow that particular weekend. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of a bummer. I mean, I don't know. He never... Okay. He never uh, he never won a race again after that. Never actually mm. was really ever a podium guy. Never the Jeremy McGrath that you we know all what? know after that. You're right, event. because, yeah, so, that was his last ride on Yamaha. You uh-huh. went to KTM after maybe that. I, maybe I took his mojo away from um, I remember it. It's funny, I wrote the story, and then I got emails and tweets, and, and what did he say? And I'm like, I don't remember. I just remember it was like, holy shit, McGrath's going to go talk to this Australian kid. You know what I mean? Like, it, we're going to yeah. see this uh, something go down here, and I... I always thought I never did ask you years and years and years. I worked with you at Yamaha. And I never yeah, asked he just you. <laughs> kind of was just—he just kind of was like, "Dude, what, what what are you trying to do?" Like you know, like right. thing and you know, just now. But then it was funny, you know, because like obviously at that point, my I had already signed my deal with Yamaha Troy. Right. Um, so I was more worried because like you know, obviously he was a Yamaha guy. Yeah. I was, you know, a week later I was going to be at the test track, and it was all weird, and you know, <laughs> like I just felt so intimidated by him and. And, you know, I was already intimidated by him for who he was and, and who right. I, you know, looked up to. And then now and all that. But, you know, within a few days, he was pretty cool. And um, I talk about it in my book quite a bit, actually, about, you know, like I think it was like a week later or something, there was like a section at the test track where, um, you know, where like I couldn't quite make it on my 250F. Mm-hmm. So, like, he he got he got he actually got the shovel out and, um, you know, kind of put a little bit of a lip on one side of the jump, and that was kind of like the ice break, and we were, you know, we've been cool ever since. How was Tits on the phone with you this time? Was it all right, or? 
he's cool. He's all right. He's, I think um, it's a calm as a bitch, you know, a little bit of taste of his own medicine there. With Ooh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, Steve. Sorry. No, no. Go ahead. You're, you're scratching your head oh, like no, you no, always no. want to talk. Go ahead. No, no, no. No, that was totally not uh, nothing to do with you. I was seriously. Bullshit. Hey. No. You're, you're touching a, a, a nerve on Steve. No, no, I didn't. No. Go ahead. You talk and you tell me when I'm ready to. <laughs> I was Dude, totally... Justin Quinn would never shut me out like that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think that, you know. I Although, think let, me just, let me just say this. Let me just say this. This is the ultimate. He's cutting up the guest there. He's cutting he, Yeah, I know. Off. I know. I rock. Tits likes it, though. Whenever someone from Supercross says, hey, Mathis, you got to quit being so negative. We're all in this together. You know, we're all trying to be positive and make this thing grow. Here's my one comeback to that that usually shuts them up. Feld Motorsports paid somewhere in the $300 million range for Monster Trucks and Supercross series from Live Nation. That's what they paid for it. Now, okay, even if Monster Trucks, which which is the real moneymaker, if that's $200 million of the 330 or something it's sold for, that means the Supercross series was a million, a hundred million dollar uh, entity. And that scares me a little bit. So to me, I always say back to you guys, to the guys that get on me, I'm like, oh, I didn't realize this was a nonprofit business. Uh, we're going to take your phone neck. calls. <laughs> Are you? Hey, coming, huh? Seven. Well, what's that? <laughs> uh, tits. Are you all right with O'Rourke? Whatever. He had a good point, dude. You got blocked by Dunge. You blocked him. For blocking people. Well, for I blocked a lot of people. Do you do? Sure. Why? Because we're talking trash at Dunge. <laughs> dude, look where that got you. Oh, the irony. Look where that got dude, you. Dude, if I blocked oh, everybody irony. that talks shit on me on Twitter, I would have no followers. <laughs> yeah, I know me. Can you take us in the time machine and to the picture that I saw a young felt Steve Mathis who he was a WWF fighter? On that night in Salt Lake in '03, and when I looked at okay, Racer first of this all, week, first of all, I'll tell you what I tell all you stupid idiots that say, "Oh, Mathis, you look so skinny back then." I would. I'm, I'm just kidding about the stupid idiot. Yeah, please, please forgive me. Um, I was getting ragged on for being fat back then. So just, just take it for what it is. I so what I figured was if he can't fight him, join him, and I just started eating more. But anyways, Salt Lake, Salt Lake City, 03. How'd you do that night? Ricky Carmichael, Kenny's buddy. <laughs> what? What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at the fact that you're trying to agitate Kenny with his buddy line. Uh, yeah, he, he thought Timmy was riding to block him when um, Timmy was trying to T-bone him, but only because Ricky took him out on the second lap off of the triple. And landed on mm-hmm. him. So Red Dog was incensed and very upset that Carmichael almost killed him. And did indeed wait for him to get lapped. And then tried to launch his YZ450 at Carmichael. But missed. Maybe kind of sort of didn't want to hit him. You know what I mean? He maybe could have. Then after the race, Carmichael thought that he was trying to protect Chad Reed. And trying to take him out to help Chad Reed. Because at that point in the series, Chad Reed had Ricky Carmichael covered. And was beating him down every weekend which frustrated Ricky Carmichael probably to no end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then he stopped off to the checkered flag, and you can see it on TV. He pulled me over for a chat and was not happy with me, was not happy with Timmy. I didn't have anything to do with it. I'm just a mechanic. But uh, 
yeah, he he threatened to shoot me in the head. I wrote a story on it on Pulp. Just search Salt Lake City on Pulp. Um, threatened to shoot me in the head, and then I said, "Well, you're you know you've lost you've lost control of your emotions. I'll see you later." And then Timmy <laughs> got up to him, and then he threatened to shoot Timmy in the head. And then by the time you saw that photo taken, all the entourages were in the middle of it, breaking everybody up and trying to separate everybody um, apart. Like I wasn't gonna fight him, and neither was well Timmy might have, but. The funniest thing to me was I was holding Timmy's handlebars and Red Dog stood up on both of his foot pegs while I held his bike for him and he just gave Ricky the double fingers you know, from, from like 10 feet away and was just like this to him. Well, you can't see me, but it was just like this. All right. Uh, you're telling me. You, you owe Trey Canard coffee. Give That's me some coffee dirty. or forever be blocked by tits on Twitter. So give me some coffee. I the fact that Dungey blocked tits that is just flat out classic. It is, isn't he? He's heartbroken. I, you know what the funny thing is? It's I don't really think Dungey really realize it. What? It is it's really hilarious. If if he did if he did block tits because he just doesn't he's over tits and he knows who he is that even makes the story better. You go to the races and you ask any girl, fourteen to thirty, who their favorite rider is. Tim Ferry. <laughs> then Ryan. Then Ryan Dungey. Then Ryan Dungey. When you go to California tomorrow with your buddy Paul, make sure you play this. That is the sound of an ice cold Red Bull being cracked open. He's out, folks. He's out. He left. That is the sound of an ice cold Red Bull being cracked open. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks to the sponsors. We will see you next week. Remember, always go your own way. How unbelievable is it that not until show number 72 did you get James Stewart on the show? Yeah, yeah, a uh, little weird for sure. Uh, I have asked him Is that before. That's the first though. time ever. Yeah, yep. he yep. wasn't on season no, one or anything. No, he never huh? came on. I've asked him a few times. Um, you know, James is one of those guys when it's not going well for him, he's not doing anything. Huh. Uh, he, you know, I think he's really pissed when he doesn't win. Uh-huh. He's legitimately, really upset. And so now in the off season, it's perfect. You know, but yeah, it is kind of weird. You're right. He was good on it. He's good on the podcast. He's good on the show. Yeah, you know. Good interview. Um, you know, Kenny went a little overboard with that. I thought I felt like, and and you know, Kenny got deep with him talking about those wild wheelie boys, and that's all good. Don't get me wrong, but to me, I'm like, hey, we got James for for twenty minutes or half hour. We had him for longer, but when I agreed to it, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that stuff. I don't want Kenny going in. Like, and I did get some people saying, what is this Kenny Watson interview? And it's like, again, it's good that Kenny talked about it. It's good. It was a good thing. But in my mind, I'm like, dude, I want to ask James questions. First time he's been on the show. It's not like he comes on all the time. Did did Kenny bring up the the wheelie thing? I, I think a caller no a caller did yeah. yeah yeah or 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 I did on the suggestion of a Twitter question yeah, something or something like that yeah. yeah yeah. So don't get me wrong, it was good, it was awesome, but I wish we would have stuck a little more to the racing because like that story about Ivan and. All that in the beginning, when, when, that was good. When I start producing next year, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get some sound drops to let you guys know when you get back on subject. I'm going to tighten this shit up. You'll see. Yeah, look, tighten it up like you did after the commercial this past week. <laughs> <laughs> Where we had, I, I wasn't officially the producer we had yet. Six you, sec- no, you, you asked to be the producer. And then and you said no. The first shot you had, you let, you, 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 let us, you let us not come back from commercial. Six seconds of silence or eight uh, seconds good. of silence or something. That, that if you listen to the archive, you'll never hear because I took it out. Oh, did you? Yeah. Is it more amazing that it took that long for Stewie to get on the show, or is it more amazing that Mookie hates you? That was a shocker to me. Uh, yeah, the Mookie thing. I think I, I 
Dude, that blew me away. Wow, well, yeah, you guys can vouch for it. Uh, nothing but uh, – obviously, I mean, when he's had his struggles, you said, I don't know, the Mookie fever's kind of dying down. But right. that's that's the extent of yeah, any you know, negative words uh, I've ever heard Definitely, I said, like, him. hey, Mookie, Mookie magic is gone or, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, just playing up the Mookie magic. But mm-hmm. the, the pro Mookie tweets vastly outnumber the – Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, by far. Yeah. Mookie, Mookie fever, uh, we'll see. Show 72. Oh, so what happened to your kid, dude? Is he all right? We're a milestone, yeah. I mean, he hit the on a big track, hit the big jump, and overshot the, overshot it, and his head hit the handlebars, and TKO'd. Done. That's scary. Ran over there, eyes rolled back in the head, and just, dude, it was just gnarly. So you, you're not going to let your kid ride no more, right? Yeah, I don't know. We're on the fence. He wants to go. Of course he just wants got to Mumford's, go. Just got Mumford's bikes. Just got a one ride this year. You know, everything is gnarly. All the highs are so good, and now, you know. What's your, what's your, mom, ch- what's your chick uh, say? Because she's a nurse, right? Since, well, since she works in the trauma ICU. Oh, God, uh, dude. Wow. And the neuro ICU, too. So these guys are talking about neurons not firing right, and his arm's not working right, and you're just like, that's a that's a very that's a really easy decision, Josh. Tell uh tell your chick and your. So kid. What do you think? Hang it up for a while, you know. I definitely go back think. To track. He wants to. He wants to go. Or, yeah, of course, you know, he wants to go. He's eight I years old. I know everything. Uh um. Go with your heart, dude. Don't don't. I mean, dude, come on, man. I got into a gnarly. Was that more than a few years ago now? Uh yeah yeah. He, I ghost rode my bike into him after the finish line. That's we it. Yeah yeah. That's it. Right. Yeah and. You got fined, and he got disqualified. We both got disqualified. Oh, you did too. Okay, right, I, got my, I got my facts down. Seattle yeah, Supercross. Yeah, Seattle. That's I was right. winning, and he took me out last corner in the heat race. Who? Martin Davalos. Fucking smashed me. Broke my <laughs> header into the motor. Punched a hole in the cases. He was star, or what was he? KTM. 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 Yeah. And like I, I was winning, and we came around the corner before the finish line, and he hit me, and like I wrapped myself around the scaffolding, and then I got my bike up. And went over the finish line and didn't realize that I had still qualified. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. And I flipped out and I just went down the straightaway like wide open and go throw my bike into him. We got into a fight. <laughs> That's it. Not, yeah. my, not my brightest moment. No, I got a question for you. Okay. What does is, what is Kyle and Jason Thomas have in common? Well, they're not the height. Definitely not. Um, Kyle's about two JTs. Um, I don't know. They, I don't know. It- they both have been landed on by one of your guests tonight. Uh, oh, oh, no. I landed on James. Oh. <laughs> well, okay. I forgot about that. Phoenix, uh, two years yeah, ago. I'm, That's right. JT, of course. We love to, love to get him on with that. Oh, yeah. Good one, Dale. I don't think Ivan likes me, so. No, he does uh, like you, dude. That's the funny thing. That dude has so much respect for you, dude. You wouldn't even believe the shit if I told you what goes on with him and you, dude. He was just like, wow. he, he can't figure him out. He's like, dude, how is that guy so gnarly? Like, cause you know, Johnny, you know, Johnny's your guy and, and he was, you know, they still talk and he, he's just like, I can't figure it out, man. I was like, I go so good. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I wouldn't believe you actually. And just speaking of the beef thing, like it really comes down to like, like, like if Ivan came up to me and said, what's up? Like, that'd be the end of our beef. Me and Chad, we hated each other. I don't even know if we hated each other. Yeah, like, I did. never really, I don't know. I guess I do hate him. Well, yeah, he has one coming, know. dude. He has one like, coming. Hey, yeah, hey, oh, he for sure has one coming, for sure. But besides that, like, like we was riding up at Anaheim, like, after the practice, and that's when, I guess, is claiming to, uh, us old guys. 
uh, went one two on the pole, right. and like he like nodded at me like yeah, like well we just yeah. handled them boys like yeah <laughs> yeah, and like I was like all right I guess our beef is over like that's it smash like, cut it to Anaheim done. or Atlanta it, smash it was cut. done yeah. and the next thing I know like we're sitting on the we're sitting like talking like down uh, on the gate or for practice at Atlanta like talking about that's when Larry was let go he was talking about that it's very happy and the next thing I know. Dude, the cop comes in backwards going down the track, and he takes me out, and then, like, the beef, the beef is back on again. And I'm like, oh, then the I'm done. And then he calls me. It was even better. Then he calls me and asks me about for his team. Right. So I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm really confused. <laughs> like, I'm really confused right now. But I'm no, like, I'm cool. Like, I don't got no problem with anybody. First of all, like, I, I like, it's probably hard to see it, but, like, I'm a Pretty shy guy, like like I've always said, like dude, I can talk in front of six thousand people, but get me in a room, like it's right. just different, like it's a different level. But like I walk around the track, and like I just don't really like talk to people because I was brought up different. Like dude, we went to the races, <clears throat> and it was me and my dad, and we went there and raised, and I didn't know anybody. Like he said, look, let's just go beat them, <laughs> get in the truck, and let's go home. And so like that's right. how I was brought up. So like when I go around the races, like I don't. I don't like mean to like be like rude. I just like I just that's how I was raised. I just don't talk to people. And, like if people come talk to me, I'll talk all day. Right. But like I don't know. Like I just kind of walk around my head with my head down and stuff, or you know, with the people I know. And it's you know, a lot of people call it cocky or whatnot. This is it's not like that. It's just dude, we go to the races, and I feel like sponsors pay a lot of money to us, for us to go do our job. And mm-hmm. I feel like if you're buddies with somebody and you're out hanging out and partying with them, how can you like take that dude out? on the weekend without like having some kind of fuss. If yeah. I don't know you and I take you out, then like, Oh, well, like, dude, I don't even know you. So like, yeah. <laughs> you can't like say like, Oh, he was trying to buddy up. So I don't know. Just some people different. I always seem like, like people go around and hang out and, and party with the guys and then they're racing with them. I, yeah. I just, I just never understood. And, and, and you could see a lot of people like, I honestly, I feel like a lot of top guys are like that. And, and, uh, obviously like, Chad broke me in pretty good this year, you know, <laughs> who I thought we were cool and then all that stuff happened. But like I said, I, I don't blame him. I blame myself for it because I let my guard down. And I learned this from Ricky, like, you know, coming up. That guy was not my friend. Like, he was not my friend. Like, no. I didn't like him and he didn't like me. But we, like, spoke and we smiled and we said, dude, good luck. But honestly, like, Right. I wanted to take him out. He wanted to take me out. But, like, he knew, like, he knew I was a young kid coming up. I was kind of like the bar so like, dude, you hit me. I will break your leg. Like, I don't <laughs> care. And, like, Ricky knew that. So we always had, like, a respect. Because he knew, like, I would go fast enough for, like, two or three laps. I would run him down just to, like, take him out. Right. Uh, A.K.A. 06. Uh, Washugo, like I tried snapping that dude's leg off because he like pushed me <laughs> off the tracks. Right, and like he still beat me that moto, but he like knew and like he was good about like squashing it like right then to where he was like, dude, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. <laughs> to where I really couldn't like hate him like enough in between motos to really just yeah. break his leg. You see people like walk around and <clears throat> and like oh X racers and stuff like that, and people like dude, you walk right past them, you walk right past. Them. I was at I was at um, Loretta Lynn's. This, this year and me and Ricky were sitting there talking and like we're just talking on the mule and we was talking about a bunch of things and, and all that dude people were just walking by like they didn't even like realize it was him and I'm like for real like <laughs> dude you guys pay money to watch this guy me and him race and all this and you're walking past them and they're walking off and 
dude, that's Ricky coming. Oh, hey, Ricky, what's going on? And like right then, you're like, wow, like, dude, it's that short. Like, this guy hasn't been out of sports for four years. Yeah. And like, they, they walk past him like that. And like I said, going to these things and, and you see people like Tony Dungy, uh, you know, the coach, and, and all these different things on how, like, people, there's just certain people that you will remember for the rest of your life. Like, there's just certain people. I'll remember McGrath for the rest of my life. Yes, he was a bad racer. Like, dude, he was awesome at racing and stuff. But, dude, he's a, he's a legend. Like, he did something for this sport, you know. And you'll remember Ricky. You'll remember Travis Estrada. Like, those people. And, like, like I said, I want to be remembered. I just don't want to be, I, I, I just don't want to be, like, the, the, the so-called fastest racer or the first black racer in the sport. Dude, I want to be something known as a, a role model. I was looking at the opportunity and I was looking at things that can happen like long-term, like something that can be more than next year. And like everything besides being with JGR would take away from what they, what they did for me, but we'll just take away like line all three teams up. There was no, there was no future anywhere else. Like there was, it felt like, it was like a one and done, like, hey, go out, win a championship, and that'd be awesome. Maybe we hire you or go out, you can get hurt at the first race and be done all year and, right. you know, try to do this thing in, in three months. And, and I think, like, sometimes, like, you know, fans don't really understand, like, <clears throat> to to start negotiating. Like, if I would have signed with somebody else and it had been a one-year deal, or even with Yamaha with a one-year deal, I'll be back negotiating with those guys in February. Like, that's how quickly, like, you try to start lining up stuff just to try to get it done. Hopefully in May, back in the day, May, if you had your deal done in May, that was awesome. But normally it was later than that. I was with J-Bone and Coy, and it was just, there was a different demeanor there. Like, there was just that kind of away from California demeanor, like, more East Coast, like, how I was raised, like, you know, just kind of country side of things. And, and I had a lot of trust in J-Bone and stuff like this. And... I just basically asked them, and and I don't want to let out the secret. I think once we get to Anaheim, you'll you'll be able to see it. But I asked them, like, hey, will you spend the money to do this? And they said, yeah, they they would. Steve, I I always enjoy talking to you. I, you know, for some reason, I just feel like you you ask good questions. A lot of people don't like you. I like you. My brother hates you, so you know. But I, uh -oh. I'm trying to. That's awesome. Family like conflict right there. He likes like to he claim says, the Mookie thing too. That's me. I, I named him. Mookie Fever. I started Mookie Fever. Mookie's my guy. Like Mookie's my guy. Yeah. The guy don't even like you. I don't know. You back Mookie like yeah. no other, dude. Thank Where's you. that coming from? I have no idea. I back Mookie. Usually, like, okay, like Hanny, I'm like, hey, Hanny doesn't like Are you because... surprised now? Oh, yeah. I'm kind yeah. of surprised. Jets, what do you think about that? Mookie I hates Steve. Awesome. You know what? Uh, you know a story I like, Nathan, about you? One Nick Way told me when you guys were at Pro Circuit. Uh, everybody sucked one national. No one did good, and and Mitch Payton sent everybody on the team via US UPS next next day a set of tennis shoes with a note that said, "Please use them," and uh, please yeah. use these. And Nate Nick was so pissed he went out and he went to the back of his house and he burnt them. And then he <laughs> said he, he said he talked to you. Uh, the yeah. next day, at, or the two days later, and you were like, dude, how awesome is that? He sent us tennis shoes. That's awesome. Didn't even get it. <laughs> you were pumped, hey, he said. There's more to the story, though, oh, dude. okay. All Check right. It. Check it out. So, so the, the, the tennis shoes were running shoes, right. obviously, and, and the note said, use this. It could help with your career or something like that. You know what I mean? Like something pretty right. point so, blank. Like you should try. No, it was that. It was you should try these. This could help your career. 
Okay, so I'm like, I, I was stoked. Yeah, I got three pair of shoes, you know. <laughs> I, I, I was going to use them, you know. So I put, you know, we were split fire. Uh, well, this was later. This was later in the year, right? So split fire plugs. Uh, I was leading the, the Red Bud National, which didn't happen very often for me to lead a national. <laughs> and uh, my split fire spark plug, the tip came off. Uh-huh. So it was like, it was, it was Spitfire. It turned into a Spitfire. So <laughs> I ended up, I don't know, I dropped back fourth or fifth or whatever. So on, on Monday, I come home, I get an NGK spark plug, and I put it in a box. And I shipped it to Mitch, ah. and I put a little note with it that said, Use these. you should buy these. It might help your program. No. Touche. Touche. I didn't I know that part. Yeah, that was a little bit later. So, Nick, I don't even – I don't know if he ever knew that or not. But, he, yeah, he never yeah. told me that. He just said that you were you kind of didn't get the the reasoning. You were super pumped that you got free shoes. He got yeah, it so all maybe right. he helped me realize it. So he helped me get to that point where yeah. I, I figured I'd give uh, him a jab. Jimmy, did you hear Sinjin got fired from uh, Jersey Mike's too? Say, what's up with the no. sandwiches? What's up with the sandwiches at Sinjin's house? Sinjin. Dude, I, no more sandwiches going for me. I'm looking for a job. I'm trying to get a Christmas tree lot going, you know, trying to get do that again. <laughs> I did that last year. My mom gives me like a fucking hundred bucks a week to ride plus gas, and she's bitching at me and... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Bitch can shut her mouth. Wait, yes. whoa. She's giving you. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Time out. Time out. She's giving you money to ride and you're calling her out, dude? You got, you got problems. I'm just messing around. Come you got problems. Jimmy, how did, how did Sinjin, like, become such a fan? I don't even know. Was it just from he the show? He gave a jersey. But was no, it? No, no. He was a fan before that. Like, yeah. I think it was because of the. Uh, Video? It was. Because it was because of the uh, shadow, Paul Pamek shadow. He just really likes Jimmy Albertson. Like, I mean, that's it's a likable guy. Dude. Yeah, he is. Nick Way's like one of those guys. Like you said, he's like I've always looked up to him as a as a motocrosser myself because like he just looks like he has the most fun. Like out of everybody, <laughs> you see all these people at the races and they're freaking just. Right. I mean, yeah, of course, it's important to be serious at the races, but Nick just always looks like he's having a good time and. And, he, you know, he's cool about everything. And he's just kind of like the person who I, like, would like to see myself being like. It was, it was right. cool spending that, like, last half of the season with him under the tent. He drug, he drug. Who'd he drug? He drug. Who'd he drag? Remember <laughs> at, uh... I don't know. Hopefully nobody. That's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember he did that? He did that in, uh, in I want to say... Bonnie Rufy's little photo on the first turn. <laughs> <laughs> Dungey blocked pits. Why? <laughs> we don't know why. It said he was going to cream in his pants. That wasn't it. Yeah. <laughs> the best ever is at Millville when, uh, whenever, whenever Pellegrino was in my pit. Yeah. And you had no idea who he no. was. No. Yeah, I'd never seen him. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> he's like, you should have. Like, all you had to do was hear the voice, and you probably went, "Whoa!" I as soon as I heard the voice, I was like, "Oh, this is familiar. This is familiar. This is familiar." But I couldn't put him ahead. And he's like, then he said, "Papa MX or or he he called me a name, and I was like, "Oh shit! It's it's the it's guy. Him. It's him." <laughs> It's, I know everything. Yeah. If, you if you don't pay my bills. I know everything. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You must be rich, dude, because you call in and you're on hold. This this must cost you at least 20 bucks a week to do. Every every second time I call, you ask me how much it costs me to call, and every time I tell you, I get three international minutes on my cell phone. You do tell me that? Well, <laughs> 20 yeah. bucks a week doesn't make you rich, either. By the way, Kenny... <laughs> Hey, what are you talking about? It's eighty bucks a month, bro. That, that dude Sinjin was bitching about a hundred bucks a week from his mom. From his, from his bitch mom. Yeah, from his bitch mom. So. One complaint, Mathis. 
please get your ego in check, man. Stop cutting guests off. It's really obnoxious when someone's in the middle of a story and you've got to make a silly. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cut him off. No, no, no. We'll listen, we'll listen to the guy. <laughs> no, cut, defend well yourself. Done. Hey, Tiss, let him well run. Done. No, let, let this guy finish. Okay. Go, Go ahead. Cut him off. joke or a stupid comment, man. A little food for thought here. Buddha said, when you've conquered your ego, you've conquered your greatest enemy. Think about it. I'm saying I do do it, and I'm not saying I don't, but Steve does it more. Show 73, Jordan Burns calls in, and he is butthurt on oh the lack God. of triple X graphics on that bike. You don't even understand, though. This is a greater this is a greater thing than the lack of... This is Jordan's eternal quest for Moto Triple X recognition. Like, it doesn't matter. Feld could have a Moto Triple X night at Supercross. And it wouldn't be enough for him. Like to him, to him, Moto Triple X was factory Honda in the eighties. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he he can't get enough of not getting enough respect and people thanking him and talking about the team. Were you bummed that yeah. he called in? Did you care? Uh, I just thought it was dumb. Uh, whatever. Kenny Kenny told him to call in. Right. So whatever. I mean, I just thought it was dumb. No, I don't care about it. the argument. Was dumb. It's his bike. It doesn't have the graphics. Oh well. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, I liked how Kenny uh, followed up his reasoning for why he was mad with his explanation of, listen, Moto Triple X is dead. It was good when it was here. Get over it. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> um, Lil D comes on and talks about the year. Gives, with, away, gives away the entire FMF inventory, sounds like. Yeah, he gives a lot of stuff away, talks about the whole year with Cowie and how they didn't get any – repercussions for running those ads that they got, and they actually got a lot of praise for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then also uh, hints towards the possibility that they may be back with Cowie again this year, but then as we saw a week and a half later, Cowie's back with PC. Yeah. Um, this is the show where JR was in studio getting hammered. <gasps> a lot of... Dude, dude, he was not drunk. Come on. The uh, the pro JR the pro JR emails and tweets outnumber the negative ones, but there were some negative ones too. I thought it was amazing. I I, I liked it. I really did. Show seventy three. Steve, dude, that caller was right. You have fucking diarrhea of the mouth. So so bad. You interrupt guests all the time. It's unbelievable this shit. I'm so say. surprised you're playing this. A, a, a guest will be in the middle of a story Aren't saying you? something kind of cool, and then all of a sudden you just da 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 just say something. It doesn't even have anything to do with the story. <laughs> At least when Kenny interrupts, he will add to someone's story. But you, oh my God. I mean, don't get me wrong. Dude, I love you. I love you like you're my brother. You do yeah, so him. much for the community. I love every article that you write. Your interviews are good. But man, dude, you got to. When someone's talking and you're ready to just do the diarrhea of the mouth thing, just write down the thought on a piece of paper and just hold it. Because you interrupt everyone all the time, and it's, it's so fucking annoying. I got a question about... Um, about? Your are you from Canada? Canada? Wait, are you yeah. in Canada? Yeah, I'm in Canada. No oh, way. Shocker. I bet. <laughs> nah, you sound Canadian. I'm uh, just inside Toronto. <clears throat> uh, how about those Leafs tonight? Big win. Big win. Well, you're going to be very upset to know that uh, I despise the Leafs. All right. Sorry, buddy. See you later, bud. Nice talking to you. Let's talk about this Kerry Hart backflip bike. Did you post? What what did, you, did you post something on Vital or something? Uh, no, 
Not yet. Should I? <laughs> I don't care what you do, dude. I don't. Hey, I told you when we were texting back and forth the other day. I told you what Hart said, and if you did watch it and that was on there, hey, he he, you know, dude, it's it's a long time ago. And if that was the bike, I know that Triple X helped him. I know that that bike came from Plano Honda because that's where I worked at the time. But hey, I don't but know. Here's the deal. Maybe it came from Plano Honda, and the deal is, is back then. You know, the the reason I get a little bummed is because of how Moto Triple X, whether it was you, me, Kurt, whoever it was, it was Moto Triple X. And we took care of a lot of fucking people back then. We helped out a lot of people. And I, I just look at it like the only reason I get bombed is because I know the fact of the matter and I think, you know, it's just like, hey, you know, give us the credit where credit's due. You know what, dude? There's nothing you could do. Okay, yeah, say it's a triple X bike. Big deal. It, it was a triple X bike. Triple X is, dude, it's, it's RIP. It was rad. I, I don't want to see it go away. You guys, Moto Triple X was the longest. We just did a classic commentary today. We did. We did the 97 race, and that was awesome. Moto Triple X, if anyone doesn't know, is the longest privateer team ever and probably will be. Most successful, and it was awesome. Too bad it had to go away, but you know what? Everything comes to an end, and you know Jordan, Kurt, and Eric, and at, you know me at the beginning, then Alan Brown and Kyle Lewis, and everybody that helped that team. There's no, no one has no one has nothing to put their head down about. I mean, that was a success in my eyes. Have you ever heard Eric's podcast he did with Mathis? Uh, I think I did listen to it, actually. Where he, where he accused me of stealing money or something? <laughs> he didn't accuse you of stealing money. He said some funny things went down at the end. That's all. Yeah, well, you, you let's talk about that. You definitely, <laughs> you were definitely buttering yourself up on the, on the Moto Triple X credit card, for sure. Uh-oh. Well, like what? I'd buy a meal? <laughs> I'd buy a meal? A little, I, I, you'd, uh... Yeah, you'd get yourself like a gallon of milk or something. Some freaking, ch- <laughs> yeah, you were you were like uh hey, yeah, I, I, think I had to get yourself had- some car washes or, or gas, who knows? Petty yeah, that- stuff. Yeah, that Petty was stuff. I was doing that instead of registering the van and getting insurance. They got into an argument in, in like at San Diego Supercross and Wiggs wasn't even racing then and she turned around and yelled at Wiggins. You know what? You can say what you want, but if I was a guy, I'd be embarrassed. At least my wiener isn't two inches long in front of all these people. <laughs> you broke um, broke wrists and elbows at the at the KTM Supercross track in the summer. How's the healing going? Wait, how did that happen? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Details. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to protect you. I'm, I'm talking about it. I feel yeah. very appreciative for what those guys uh, did for me at Red Bull and KTM and all those guys are my buddies, but wasn't a good deal. wasn't really my fault, and uh, had a really bad crash. Got lucky that all I did break was two elbows and a wrist, and <laughs> could have been a lot worse. Does that, that way. Doesn't that sound funny? Yeah, that's uh, pretty gnarly. I got lucky. The Honda, there's a lot of weight on the front, and uh, the KTM's a little further back. I would say more balanced, but it doesn't quite turn as well. And I think uh, both of them have their advantages and disadvantages. And I like the steel frame on the KTM. I thought it was. Uh, a good thing, but you know, with the works forks, they're so big and the axles big and on the front and uh, the the components that they use for the steel frame on the work stuff seem to work really good. The stock one seemed to flex quite a bit, but um, the Honda is a lot stiffer, I think, and uh, especially for Supercross, I think it allows you to turn a little better and and you can be a little more aggressive. But 
you, you can kind of adjust everything from a rider standpoint of where you uh, learn, you know, how you turn with your technique and stuff. So there's different things to kind of adapt to. But for me, I've ridden that Honda for so long that it's easy for me to hop on it and uh, feel at home. Surprise me when you picked the four fi- the 350 Outdoors. You tested them both. Uh, do you regret that? Yeah. Do you regret that? Mm, no. I mean, uh, that 450 <laughs> that I was given an option to ride was maybe the worst bike I've ever ridden. It had a really weird transmission. The mm-hmm. clutch, I couldn't do a start. I had to start in first gear on it, uh, okay. and it was so notchy, and they didn't really want to put any work into it because the development has stopped, and yeah. now you kind of know why because the new one's out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So basically, I'd be riding what Noggle was riding two years ago, mm-hmm. and it weighed about 25 pounds heavier than my current 450 that I'm on, and just little things like that. So, And I felt like the 350 was going to keep improving. So there was a lot of good things um, for me to choose the 350, and mm-hmm. I think Roger and the team and, and Austria um, felt a lot more positive about going ahead with the 350, and I wanted to work with Austria and try to work to improve the bike. JR, how many beers are you in? I'm on number, I just finished number three. Where are you at? Oh, I'm ahead of you. I think I'm five and six. About to go to the oh, truck yeah. for some more. Bring out an energy drink. Conflicts with Monster. Uh, they drop your. They drop the logo on the cans, but you guys, cool, super cool. Help them out. Develop R and D the pipe. Did it hurt you? It's definitely not what we planned. We we right. already had the energy drink in in the works when the Cowie thing kind of landed in our lap. And uh, you know, looking back at, at first, it felt like my world was coming crashing down. I mean, we, had, <laughs> we, were, we were winning the Supercross series, yeah. and and we almost made it through the series in the last race in Vegas. Sticker comes off. Right. That was like probably the toughest working day of my life, walking around the pits that day because everyone wanted to know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. But looking back at it now, and and with Monster <laughs> making such a big deal out of it, man, it it gave us so much free publicity and marketing. There's a certain deadline that uh, that has to be met by another brand and we'll see if that happens and you know we're either way we're really excited that we had a great 2011 with those guys and they've been great to work you, with not the oh, not okay. the booze i was just gonna say you tried no, some i don't i don't drink a lot you don't keep a figure like this by downing <laughs> booze no, no on it, top of it's in addition to it's not, it's not. <laughs> you, you gotta stop <laughs> with the beers no, what? I love the beers. Have another one, dude. <laughs> dude, I'm bringing a beer bomb next time you're here. We're going to do beer oh bombs. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying. Hey, how stoked would he be? Me and, me and this guy are doing beer bombs in the studio. That would be sick. Yeah, uh, let's roll it. Right. The next sh- show. Next show. I was trying to help you out, dude. What do you mean? Why holding up the six? No, no, no. you no, were no. off? No, hey, no, you know how mind. you know how your people never from mind. Canada are so upside down? In the what? chat room, Why? What's Canada wrong? says, tits is wasted. And they're the Santa Claus, dude. Hey. Come up with a question. Let's do I got, the damn thing. I got, I got one. How many Bud Lights is I got, Junior I got, JR drank tonight? Hey, I got yes. a good one. I got a good one. No, but I'm laughing right now. Tits is wasted. And the dude's a Mormon and doesn't even drink. Would you Would you have wrapped, I would walk around wrapped in team sponsors. Would you have wrapped my garage when you fucking hey, infiltrated that shit? Boozy McBooze. Calm, <laughs> calm down. What else we got? And that's what odds makers are for. All right. Hey, okay. I'm not saying. I'm the not odds saying. that you have another beer are. Great, I love it. I pretty, good. 90, pretty good. 98, pretty good. Pretty good. First, I want to know what time the AA meeting is for JR. He is on it tonight. <laughs> you know what's funny? I don't get it. What? No, Do you saying, think you're holding it down right now, like no, I'm perfectly? Not, I'm not trying to be anybody special. Like no, I, I know, no I one. could care. Like that's why I'm saying it's funny. No. Yeah. JR, you are loose, man. You're loose. Okay. He's right. awesome. 
Do you have a drinking problem? Do you think Def- you have a drinking problem? Definitely not. I think he has a drinking problem when he runs out of beer. When I used to do a lot of drugs, everyone would go, do you think you got a drug problem? I'm like, not even. Only when I run out, it's a problem. <laughs> do you ever do, hey, did you ever do coke? <laughs> yeah, that's what my problem was. When I ran I out, it was I was pain pills. I, well, that was before the pain pills. <laughs> You've done coke, really? Yeah, I did. You're a lot gnarly, of, dude. I did a lot of coke when You're I was like super a, young, and then I got. You run me a Scarface. You probably had a mound of it on your desk. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I did that when I was. How could super, you afford it? Well, I I, I worked when I was turn tricks. Kid. Please no, don't tell I, me you turn I, tricks. I worked for my dad when I was in, like in the summers, and uh-huh. I used to make good money. And then uh, I got addicted to that, like right when I got out of high school. And then I went to rehab, and. Then I was clean off of everything for like eight years, and then I got addicted to freaking pain pills, and I've been off pain pills for eight years now, so I'm good. No turning back. Buy a breathalyzer. I did it downstairs while hey, I was how about, how about those people that hey, have to like blow into their car? To get the car started, That's yeah. what exactly. you're going to need if you keep it up. <laughs> oh, this guy. <laughs> Come on. Oh, that guy over there. Hey, do we need to get a mirror for you for the Coke? <laughs> yeah. Dude, oh, a credit big, card? I'm a big Coke guy. Did you ever yeah. split it like in the movies? I used to use a CD case or a, a, a cassette case back hey. in the day. Oh. How many total beers tonight? Honestly. At seven? Be honest with yourself. I think five or six. Pookie's writing something down. You took six out to the garage just during the commercial break, bro. No, Pookie. <laughs> go, go count, Pookie. Come on. All right, bro. There's two of them in the bathroom, by the way. Two dead sailors in there. Yep. So that's eight? <laughs> no. And there's half, three quarters of one here? Yep. It's nine? No. <laughs> the last show of the year, show number 74, Denny Stevenson, back through Phil, Ping, old school plethora. And add in Ivan Tedesco in studio and Brodacross. Yeah, it was good. It was uh, it was almost too busy of a show because of uh, a lot of having people. Tedesco on and then Phil having Phil called in. I I felt like Denny didn't get the right recognition, and I felt like Ivan maybe sat around a little bit too long because we had ping. Yeah. Well, at least Denny told the chicken story. I'll chew on that for a while. <laughs> yeah. No, that was good. Yeah. Most recent uh, trip to California between with Paul and Kenny was again caught on Memorex, mm-hmm. and we got to play that this that was, week. That was good, yeah. That was really good. They almost got in an accident, and then they, <laughs> and then, uh, and then they got pulled over. Yeah. Cops caught them. So, like, there's a lot of things going on with it, that. That was a crazy car ride. Yeah, who knew? I mean, Sheesh. they seem like they don't get along, but they keep taking these car rides. Yeah. Show 74. You were kind of disgusted and upset last week that we got yours, yours and Paul's driving conversation recorded. And I didn't think it was able. We were able to do it again. This we, we we got another one. Yeah, we do. This is a little better quality. Uh, you went. You went. You gained. Drove. Drove with Paul somewhere. You you gained. You, you hooked up. When with he Paul. was there, the last time he was in town, yeah. we went for a drive, and I did not think there was a sound drop in there. Uh, no, we totally. We have. We have the recording. Um, uh, so too bad for you. Let's just let's play that right now. How do you have the recording? Oh, we got our ways. But yeah, we. You never underestimate us. Like KGB. Let's hear it, buddy. It's just in the neighborhood, and. That's tough. Fuck it. That chair reeks like butt. I agree. Sounds good. Oh, shit. I am so happy. Oh. I am so happy. You still listen to Let's not get ourselves here. Are you going to freaking argue with me? That's bullcrap. I have to disagree with you. Go rest until tonight. That's what I was just going to say. No, I'm just kidding. Easy, Paul. I've got a Red Bull cracked open. <laughs> I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Dude, 
I need time to get my head on straight. You know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. I don't really give a shit. But Cops yeah. and everything. I try to always turn a negative into a positive. I agree. You just never know. This is what I think. You're not right all the time, Paul. I have to disagree with you. I could be mistaken. Dang yourself. That's tough. <laughs> wow. I didn't. I didn't know. We're cops, and almost got an accident. The whole deal. <laughs> that was pretty good. Question for Ping. Ping. Social media drama exploded over Twitter due to the recent recent breakup between popular pro rider and their high maintenance girlfriend. As she now has moved on to a lowbrow rider, Nico Izzy, <laughs> as her new man of the month, what advice do you give to popular pros as a team manager and as a fellow rider? Does a life event like this right before A1 impact the rider? Okay, I didn't, I didn't know that that even happened. I, I had heard they broke up. Right. But you remember what all the drama was about in the first place? Like, yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I, I'm not even opening this can of worms. And I'm not answering that question. I'm out. <laughs> I'm tapping out. Wow. Wyman, you can hey, say, uh, yeah, that's a good answer. Hey, smidgely. Ping, Ping says he's not answering nah, it. Weimer's still all butthurt because okay, I, I, I got into mind, his personal business. Never mind the, the names. Uh, uh, ne- never, mind. never mind the fact that I was right. I'd like to have – I think I should just call Jake and go, hey, dude, remember when you were mad at me for saying what I said? Yeah. Well, how do you feel about that now? Click. Click. Uh, See you at Anaheim. Uh, let's answer, let, you can answer this. You know why? And you know why I know? <laughs> Whoa. Because I went through it. This dude saw me. I went through the same stupid stuff. I was just trying to help him out. Hey, dude, can't turn a hoe into a housewife. This and, guy. And you're going to get a box of poo. You'll get a box of poo, and Metzger will be doing your chick. Now it's Nico Izzy, but I'm just saying. I bet you one thing that you don't go introduce yourself to the, all the people that you talk shit on. No, you, you, should. right. you shouldn't. Dude, here, let me give you just like the, my little bit of advice. You got to maintain your anonymity because you're the, one of the only people in the whole sport that's got a, an ability to say what, you know, say it how it is or say exactly right. what you're thinking and right. not have repercussions because, like anyone well, else, that- we got our balls in a sling. I, I can't only write so much, and Davey's like, no, that's not going out because it has to go through them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you can literally put up anything. And a lot of times, I've. That's why I love your stuff because I'm like, that's what I want to say without all the F words. But, like, that's what I want to say. Without all the F words. You had to pull down a handy blog, Proto Cross. Are you selling out? I didn't have to pull that down. I did uh, because someone from the Hampton camp got in touch with me and uh, gave me some info that I did not know about. Was it? And was the guy's name Kenny? It was not. Okay. It was not Kenny. I had a bunch of people telling me like that I shouldn't listen to him and stuff, but I was like, it, it wasn't him. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I took it down because I. A lot of people were pissed because they were like, "Oh, dude, you're you're the guy who doesn't care and everything." And I was like, "Yeah, I know, but you got to understand that like Brodercross is what I want it to be. It's how I see the sport and stuff. Like, it's not objective. Like, right. it's not made to be objective." And so I was like, you know, I don't want to really fuck anything up for Hanson. I like him. I think he's awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. You're not trying to be an editorial. You're not trying to be the New York Times. It's a total opinion-based uh, website. And if you don't like what Brotocross has to say, then that's it, right? Um, don't go there. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the first... The, you look at the first blog I wrote. It just said this isn't objective at all. This is <laughs> totally my take uh, on everything. This is how crazy some people will get. I, I was driving to Paula, and I posted this up that Engelbert Humperdinck was on this big banner that he was coming to Paula. And I just posted up, awesome, you know. You think that guy got his ass kicked much in high school. Yeah. It's simply a joke at his name, right? right. Humperdinck. Right. Sorry, you get your ass kicked with a last name like Humperdinck. 
and some dude went ape shit on me. <laughs> you know uh, that guy makes. You know why he's not at the track? Because he's counting his millions of dollars, man. He he sent me probably eight tweets about how I should be respecting Engelbert Humperdinck. I want to know how his neck got so big. Mike's neck? Steroids. Well, yeah, I don't know. How Alessi, how Alessi's neck got so big? Yeah. I've heard that they're doing steroids does that to you. Steroids? That's just what I've heard. Yeah, just what, just what you heard. Pingree was the first one to, to like, really publicize what he, like, wrote across. And, and do you know what, I, what that got me? I got a, a lot of my good friends who swear that I write your column. That's you, dude. You just made that up so you can. Oh, you know. I've heard that too. I'm like, yeah. no, that's not I, me, man. I promise you. I... Easy. Do you want to talk about Unadilligate? That got you in some trouble. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Did you hear about that thing? No, I didn't. He he went to Unadilla. He got a press pass through someone that we all know, not Racer X. Someone that we all know. Yeah. He got a press not pass. To be, not to be disclosed. Not to be disclosed. He was hanging out with his buddies. Now. How'd you get kicked out of the pits? Oh, you're riding a mini bike. You're riding a mini bike? Yeah, I was just all I was doing was uh, riding my riding the 110, doing some raise it up wheelies, and uh, and, so, and so I saw the security guy come over, and I immediately just dropped the front end and just started riding away at, at a at a safe pace, at a at a first gear walking pace, and uh, the guy chases me down. And stops me, and he says, "Get off the bike and walk it back to your camper." And so I was, I was perfectly okay with that. I was like, "All right, I'll do that." And so I walked the bike back to the camper, and I had gone with my uh, with my friends who were racing amateur day. I didn't have a bike that weekend, so I couldn't race. Uh, but they were racing amateur day, and so I get to their camper, and the guy says, "This is where you're parked." And uh, I said, "Yeah." And he's like, "All right, well, this camper has to be out of here in ten minutes." And I thought he was telling me to move to another different part of the pits or something, and he was just like, no, you're out of here, and we're going to call the cops. And uh, so that's how I got kicked out. And then, you and, snuck back, and then you snuck back in, which is awesome. Yeah, that was – it totally sucked, too, because I had this really easy plan to just hop in someone's car and just ride right back in. Right. They told me they were like – they, they specifically said, don't try to sneak back in. We'll remember your face. And, uh, <laughs> There's rocket scientists that are national national security guards. Hmm. Yeah. They and, um, their big bust all weekend. So they, they would have said, no, we're going to find him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but then I call. I got out there. They First of all, they just dropped me. There's some, like, bar that's right next to Unadilla, and they just dropped me there in the, in the parking lot, and they were just like, all right, that's it. Um, you know, I had my bag and shit with me, and then I called up my friends to see who was going to come get me, and they were all like, oh, well, we've been drinking, so we can't, and, uh, and so then I was just shit out of luck, and I just had to concoct this master yeah. plan of how to get in, and it totally worked. Yeah, it was great. The only bad thing was you, you wrote about it. <laughs> uh, I well, yeah, I mean, I, that was when I figured that no one... Who no one of importance would see it, but they the Unadilla staff was very pleased about oh, it. Oh, really? So, oh, yeah. so the track got got track, wind of it. Track got, got wind of it, and now Brodo Easy is banned from Unadilla. Oh, uh, you know what? Well, uh, what? I wasn't even worried that's about a, that because that's a real shame. Yeah, I mean, real they're shame. not going to be able to. They can't ban one person, especially me. Right. Um, <laughs> but then they they banned the 
the, the people who got me the pass who are of very high merit in the motocross industry uh, were told that they were not allowed to come back either. Yeah, they had to write a big, long letter apologizing for giving you a press pass. <laughs> Why? Yeah, because I had, to write, I had to write an apology yeah. letter, too. And oh, like, that's how I, oh, I, wow. That was like the first time I was ever in touch with Davey Coons, and so I was like, oh, my God, like this guy's going to hate me. And he's like <laughs> the god of outdoors. Do that? And, uh, uh, I mean, come on, man. It's, it was so ridiculous. It was so dumb. And that's what our, our, shit, our, our shitty part of our industry is. It's like, really? And, you know what's yeah. even more dumb is we're talking about this. <laughs> no, I think it's funny. Yeah, I got a little sinus thing going on. Wow, look at you over the phone just detecting the sickness. Oh, Phil knows because he gets stressed Phil. out and get cold sores the size of like God, entire... <laughs> Not much has changed. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, factory could always detect a nasal problem. <laughs> he always could. Oh yeah, yeah. I had a really fun double hernia surgery. That was awesome. Well, as long as they didn't take out. any lengths, so everybody knows what to happen. As long as they didn't take any lengths. He can afford to take some yeah. lengths. Wouldn't hurt him. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. That's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, factory. Hey, you, for a while you were uh, uh, an agent in the sport working for uh, Bob Walker. Yeah, Bob Walker, I believe. Uh, what'd you, did you like it? How did you enjoy it? What did you think about it? What what made you get out of it? You know, I don't know. It was okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I should have left Smith. It was probably the stupidest thing I ever did was leave Smith to go become a super agent. Um, but you know, it, the coolest thing is you know I got to meet Josh. Uh, you know, worked with Josh Grant and Trey Kennard, and um, two of the you know kind of polar opposites, obviously, but um, probably two of the best young men I've ever really had a chance to to, to meet and work with. Um, you know, Josh is kind of was similar to me, a little rowdy, little. Uh, you know, enjoyed the good times and stuff. Trey, on the other hand, was just, you know, he's a straight-laced uh, Midwestern kid, which, is, again, kind of comes back to my roots. Uh, I liked it. You know, Trey, did, did, the worst part was dealing with it. And then your roots at the same sentence? Yeah, sure. <laughs> but okay. the best part, I mean, the worst okay. part was just dealing with some of the assholes in, in our industry. You know, they just, they couldn't handle to separate the fact that I was working as an agent, you know, and I was their friend, and, you know, I'm supposed to ask for money for these guys, and I'm supposed to do the best I can for these guys. Right. And that they, they would just take it personal, and that that was kind of the worst thing. I, I won't name any names, but um, there's a couple in there that were just not good to work with, and which is kind of funny because when I worked at Smith, I hated dealing with agents. Right. Um, yeah, it's funny how so it works. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword. I, I, I was it was something I, I really thought was kind of cool. I had a great experience working with Bob. I think uh, you know Bob was somebody I grew up with here in the Midwest and, and known for many years, and. You know, we went over to Spain a couple of times. We were trying to branch off into the, uh, you know, the MotoGP scene and and stuff like that. But, you know, then it came the time was when the economy was crashing, and uh, it was kind of hard to justify my salary, I think, for what for what I was be able to bring in for these guys. And mm-hmm. you know, and now Bob kind of took took my job under his wing, and now, you know, for me to get back in the industry would have had me to move to California, and you know, I didn't really feel like doing that, so I'm back in the Midwest, kind of doing my thing. But you know, overall, the agent thing was, you know. Uh, Button's done a great job, you know. I think he's learned a lot from Steve over the years, and yeah. there's a handful of guys I think that do their jobs right and and uh, are able to get the job done. But overall, you know, I, I think Ivan can attest to this. There, there's some definitely scumbags out there that are trying to get, you know, just kind of latch onto some riders and, and make a buck off them, you know. Yeah, no doubt. Supercross or Arena Cross? What was better for you? Uh, you know, you won a championship in Supercross, but uh, you know you were a consistent front runner in Arena Cross with maybe. A little less work involved. Uh, when you look back on it, what what do you like better? What do you think you had? 
better time at? Well, Supercross is, you know, that's that's where it's at. Let's you know, let's be honest. You know, the, the arena cross was a was a fabulous filler to wrap up my career in. Uh, you know, it was, it was nice to kind of be a big fish in a little pond there at the end of the end of it. And um, I never imagined I would have been racing professionally until I was what thirty two years old. But you know, in arena cross, was a lot of fun. But you know, let's be honest. You know, Supercross, you know, racing in front of you know tons of people. Uh, racing against you know guys like Phil and growing up with MC and and you know and stuff like that. I mean that that's where it was at. Supercross was bitching. And, you know I think that was always my problem. As I've always said I was such a fan growing up of racing that when I when I turned pro that I was still such a fan. And, you know when I won my title in '90 and I turned you know rode 250s in '91, '92 and, and, uh, and with Suzuki I was still such a fan. I'm out the race with Stanton and and uh, Wardy and, and and those yeah. guys. I was too busy jersey watching instead of just going out there and knocking <laughs> them on their ass and. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, Supercross is still, still the shit, and it'll always be the shit. For you know, sure. I want to hear a good chicken story, like the, Danny. Like when you two got your matching social D tattoos. <laughs> no, I, that was all my. I got my my SD tattoo at Budman's in Marino Valley one night, drunk. I didn't feel it was there. I was there. I was there when you got, got your tattoos. That's so. Yeah. <laughs> you never want to be in Marino Valley and That's tell so your best fun. friend, "Hey, man, I should. We should get a tattoo when." You know, in Marino Valley, there's probably one in every corner. So we just left. We walked from Buddy's house across a dirt field over the tattoo parlor. And the guy's like, man, I love Social Distortion. I got that sticker in my rear window. So he went out and traced it and brought it in, and now it's on my leg. <laughs> and what? And chicken? It's chi- like the little skeleton right. with the martini. Right. And, and chicken got one, too? Or later? No, no. Chicken wasn't there. Chicken, I don't think he ever had one. Chicken introduced me to Social Distortion and the band and all that. But uh, dude, you know, chicken like- had some pretty crazy times, dude. I mean, there was one time. Where we're, he's got, I was hurt, and I'm at his house up at Anaheim Hills, and he's got uh, a morning at K Rock, or not, uh, Mark and Brian, he's supposed to go to the morning show the next, that next morning, before Anaheim and everything, big press days that day, and we're getting drunk in his house, just getting trashed, and we have a couple girls over that he'd, met, he'd known or something, and some crazy stuff was going down with these girls, and next morning, his girlfriend shows up, Tiffany's dating, and all of a sudden I hear screaming and yelling, Chicken, who are these whores in your house? Who are these whores in your house? And I'm in, like, in bed with the girl that I was with, and I pull the covers over her head. She goes, what is that? I go, just keep the covers over her head. Don't, don't ever poke your head up. And meanwhile, Chicken never made the Mark and Brian. Um, it's, there was some, yeah, I don't know. There was some shit that went down, and it basically... Iguanas everywhere. Yeah, anyway. This, I, I'm starting to edit now. I'm starting to think what was really going on. Yeah, so it was a bad scene. But, yeah, Chicken never seemed to phase anything. He was always about having a good time. And, uh, you know, he's one of my best friends growing up. And, you know, there was, I think, a little bit of a dark side to him that I didn't know about growing up. But, uh, you know, I still think the world of guy. And he was kind of a big brother, I think. You know, to be honest with you, I probably should have probably teamed up with. You should have maybe uh, had a big brother named Jeff Stanton. Yeah. Maybe you got the wrong yeah, Jeff. Yeah, I, I think I should have probably went to Michigan and stayed in California. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, I can't say nothing bad about the guy. He was, like I said, he was one of my best friends growing up. But uh, he, uh, he, hey, he was a wild fucker, I'll tell you. When I first met Denny, I, I was, we were both Suzuki support riders. He was, like, just trying to get into the 250 class, and I was just starting to race Supercross. So I was always pitted right next to him. You know, we put our box fans right. up side by side at the end of the factory Suzuki row. And uh, 18 so box to, fans down. Yeah. I got to hang out and like listen to him and Don's deal. And that's that's my first impression of Denny is 
he was oh. a dude wearing uh, Doc Martin's boots. That's back when they were sick. Right. They'd rock like the eighteen holes, just badass. Damn chicken, right, bro. Yes. Chicken had a Porsche. And, that was like the baddest car you've ever seen in your life. Social D, blaring all the time. Got that from Oakley from Chechenard. Yeah, oh, man, yeah. it was crazy. Chicken I had got a lot of flannels. A lot of flannels. Chicken, hey. chicken got a Porsche from Oakley. Nice. No. Hey, check this out. Yeah, well, no, you get, no, Wardy, got, Wardy had gotten it from Oakley. That's right, and he bought it from from Wardy. It was like a, it was a red flat note. It was ridiculous. It was yeah, ridiculous. He won't come on this show. It, it's it's no problem, Kenny. I got guys who won't come on because of you. So we're good. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I'll be honest. If, if he came onto the show and talked the way he did on DMX, I I don't know if I really want to listen to him. Oh wow. Well, I'm going to have to listen to this interview. Yeah. Now. What was it? DMXS? Did you? DMXS last week. I think. I think. I think. Uh, I think you're taking it way out of content. I really do. Content? Context. 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 Sorry. I think you're taking it way out, of, way out of the, out of the league. And I don't, I, I don't think that he. I mean, I know him personally, so I know what he's talking about, and I don't look at it like that. But on the other hand, with the way, I, I, I know you're up Mathis's ass and the show's ass, and I, and I get that. So I, I, I didn't say that. I, well, you're, this guy did, and I understand that. <laughs> You know, but if he was up my you ass, made, you made say, him a part of this show. You let him call in. You let him do giveaways. I let him call in. <laughs> you, you, you say, "Yeah, let's do something." I mean, that's awesome. And you, you know what? I'm going to block O'Rourke. you, for O'Rourke. You're blocked from my Twitter now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love, I love you too, Austin. I love you too. Ah, fucking suck it. <laughs> team tits. Um, I do have a team tits all the way, bro. <laughs> yeah, team Get tits. That drop. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I do have a question for Watson, though. Yeah. No, I don't even well, want to. I'm not answering your question. Well, You're boycotted. <laughs> Go ahead. Ask, ask okay, Steve. Well, ask, ask Steve. Gonna answer. Answer or not? No, I'm not going to answer your question. Okay. Okay, well, you can suck at Watson. Good. Hang yourself. Forever. Forever. <laughs> Dude, ping, I was up pulling it. Forever. I was pulling it, and I put the thing on it because his, his bus driver... Dad got sick, so I had to drive this thing from Colorado to Washougal. Never driven one, didn't know nothing about it. And the guy goes, super easy. You just put this tube on it, and then open it up, and it'll go. So I just put the tube on it, and I'm <laughs> right in the mix, and I pull it. The thing blew up in my face, bro. And there was all these people standing around, like, waiting their turn, all these older people. And I'm trying to get away, and I got rubber flip-flops on with white board shorts on, and I slip on the rubber and fall right in the impact zone. And it's just roosting me. I started just hurling. I ran in the truck in the motorhome, took it down the simple green over my head, washing myself. I come out and some guy's telling me that there's some that I have to clean it up. It's like a fine, like hazmat or something. I'm all, dude, I will pay you whatever you want. I gave him a hundred bucks and I said, "Can you clean it up?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, no problem." Oh, yeah. Wow. Had that a problem day with poo on, ever since. Amazing. That'll change a man. Oh, dude, wow. it got worse. I would be dry. That's like, like an hour Vietnam, later. Right? Yeah. <laughs> dude, like an hour later, the I'm nom. driving. I, I think nom. I'm all cleaned up. I'm, I'm down the road, and I'm driving. I'm dipping, just driving, and I'm like, why does it still smell like shit? Like, I'm clean. I don't got the same clothes on. Like, I showered. I don't get it. You got I don't blue get... under your fingernails No, and stuff. what happened was it got, like, it almost went in my eyes. I closed my eyes. It went in my, like, socket, I guess, in my eyes, oh. and I was driving, and the sun was going down. I kept rubbing my eyes. Well, I looked down on the steering wheel, and it's all over the steering wheel where I was driving. And then I noticed I was putting dip in my mouth from the can. And I, I'm, 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 I am so bummed at this time, right? I pull over, and I start hurling again. And my phone rings. And I pick up the phone, and it's Ivan. And I'm like, 
He's like, hey, what's up? Is everything cool? Where are you at? Are you almost there? And I'm like, dude. He's like, what's wrong? And I'm all, dude, just bad things happen. Just bad things <laughs> bad happen. Things. He's like, are you okay? Did you crash? And I'm like, way worse. He's like, well, nothing could be worse than that. I mean, you're okay. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm screwed for life now. He's like, why? And I told him what happened, and he's told me, well, that's shitty. We're on our way to the races. We stop at a rest area to get some gas. I think it was the morning of the races. I don't know. Maybe not. This is on the way back to Brock's after was it? the race. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And We're all going back to Brock's for right. a and week I, or so. I had to fart. Was this all on the same trip? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Nope. Maybe not. This no? was Different this, trip? The, the poop store is on the way home from Steel City. Okay. We went from Steel City to Brock's for something. Okay. Isn't the race is over? Where was Glen Helm the last oh, race? Oh, Mount Morris. Okay. Right? Because, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what it was. It was from Mount Morris. We remember. went to Brock's for a week. And then, uh, you know, I just had one of those accidents where you end up exploding in your underpants. <laughs> Poop everywhere. Yeah. So I had to go and clean myself up, throw the underwear away and everything. And these guys were waiting on me forever. And I got back out there. They're just like, what are you doing? And I was like, I pooped my pants. No, <laughs> no. Say it like you said it. I don't. Full, just like straight face, like you've been caught hand in the yeah, cookie yeah, jar. Yeah. He said, I pooped him. I pooped him. That's I, what he said. I, I, I did. <laughs> that was all he could say. <laughs> it happens. I mean, we've all done it. I'm going to make you a shirt, and I want you to wear it to Anaheim. It just says, I pooped him. I pooped him. Well, good times. Um, that's a wrap. Uh, it was a fun year. It was a good year. Uh, I think season two of the Pulp Mech show surpassed season one. Um, less technical problems. The addition of a phone screener and tits was uh, a great part of the show. Having Pookie on a little bit more. Having some segments. Um, the the creative juices of, of acquiring the... Um, the, phone, the car ride with Paul and mm. Kenny, that was great. So, to me, it was a good show. We, we, we're working our way up. It's going good. Advertisers are happy, everybody. So, now we just got to keep on coming up with guests and making it real. Yep. And at some point, depending on how the Hanny experiment goes, Kenny may or may not quit the show. <laughs> yeah. Because you know if it doesn't turn out the way it is, I'm going to grill Kenny on that. And you know he will get upset. Yeah. Yeah. 2012 is looking big. <laughs> looking big for controversy. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, yep. uh, Swisscore, thanks for all your hard work. Uh, appreciate it for everything that you do for the show and, and for the site. And, uh, Tits, you too. Thanks for, for uh, doing everything that you do on the show. It, it's uh, it's invaluable, and I'm glad you've got a little thicker skin now, so that's good. Yep. Um, you know, you, you've, been, you've been great on it too, and I think we have a, a good thing going. So, cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.